Welcome to Games on Earth, episode 82 for June 15th, 2017. I'm your host, Derek Thompson, and holy shit, have we have a lot of games to talk about today. What the fuck? How many games? Oh, a shit ton. And all a fuckload. Of, all of them? I'm, <laughs> I'm really trying to earn... Okay, so we're explicit on iTunes, so we gotta earn it a little bit, guys. With me, as always, we've got Jesse Brown. Always here. Never miss the show. Tyler Mirez. I'm here for shits and giggles. Chris Conlon. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and Brad Bichino. E3, motherfuckers! Chris, was that fuck you directed at Derek or the audience? Everyone. Mostly Derek. Everyone? Everyone. Fuck Whoa. You. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta earn it. Uh, so this is going to be a very special episode of uh, Games on Earth. We're going to talk about all the news, all the big announcements, all the huge things that are coming out of the Comey testimony. All right, everyone, let's do it. <laughs> let's get... I'm <laughs> just kidding. Whoa. Well, hey, I got my notepad here that. of uh, Jeff Sessions' uh, testimony today. I think we could cross-reference uh, <laughs> the stories, actually. It might... Have you guys heard about the election in Britain? Oh, have I? Weird images. Talk about turmoil in Britain. Yeah, we're getting really into the weeds here. Okay, we're going to talk about the Electronic 3, E3. It's what's happening. It's what's now. This is the big e convention, right? This is the big e convention where all the the biggest rigs with the highest (laughs) homes get their... The biggest uh, cloud chasers and the special flavor blasters. Yeah, the biggest cotton you've ever seen is going to be flowing in this in the air in just a sec, thanks to our sponsor, Evape Liquid Juice on 45th and Lincoln Street in Delaware, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. It's the name of a. It's weird. It's confusing because it's the name of a state in a state. Um, they yeah. want to rename the city. Uh, uh, I'm kind of getting off rails here. Let's you talk about are. E3. How, how about that? We talked sure, about a lot sure. of things on this podcast. I think today we should focus on E3. So E3 actually kicked off yesterday, right? Monday? But we've had press conferences going all weekend. Yeah, that's the thing. E3 kicked off on Saturday, pretty much. Because, like, for the first time. Last year, it was kind of crazy. It's like, oh, Sunday night, they're doing a bunch of press conferences. This year, it's been one up now because EA decided to go on Saturday. Uh, It's kind of like a Black Friday sort of deal where... uh, Every year, it's going to be just encroaching further and further back until... So next year will actually be a Black Friday. Yes. Well, uh, I think in about 10 years' time, every day will be E3, and it will just be an all-encompassing void of press conferences. And uh, <laughs> it'll be, if anything, it'll be more like an uh, endurance trial for the people presenting, mm-hmm. because uh, they'll, they'll be having to come out with new updates uh, every few days. Some kind of a test-your-might sort of situation. Yeah. Um, but hopefully we're living in a better future by that point. I'm not sure. That's a, that's an interesting dystopia, I imagine. But so EA kick things off. What do you guys think? Did you guys, what, what, what's your big takeaways from, from EA's press conference? Anthem. I I have a list right here. The the one that I saw that I was like, well, they, the EA one where they just kind of teased it. They just gave you like a little, like, like, here's a dude in a super suit. Here's a robo suit. And that's all it was. And then, like, okay. a big, big anthem word. 
So I gotta say, for me, that was not that was Dude, that like, was underwhelming. I, yeah, exactly. I yeah. was like, I, when I saw that, I was like, okay, this is what Bioware's been working on for all these years. Yeah. This is what they took all those resources away from Mass Effect Andromeda to make. This is like, this better be a good thing. This better be awesome. And then they show Anthem, and it's like. Uh, like, this is actually teaser. an expansion for uh, Titanfall 2. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> it's like a 30-second teaser of just, like, some power armor and, like, it's dangerous outside the in the outside world. It's dangerous no gameplay. to go take this. I remember, I remember seeing that and being like, that's all we'll get this year? And being really disappointed. And I guess we'll, we'll get to uh, the continuing feelings on that a little later because there was a big surprise the Cherry next pies. day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... EA had a few other things to show. Some really nice-looking... Uh, basketball. Madden basketballs. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Soccer balls. Some good-looking good basketball balls. players. Some good-looking uh, football players and some good-looking football players. I don't think they showed any hockey ball. But uh-huh. um, they did show... Uh, I remember there was a part specifically where they were like, these shots were taken using the new Xbox Scorpios uh, rendering technology. And it's like a picture of like a pant leg of one of the... Yeah, uh, football players. And, and and what are like, the, like, look at last year they were wearing cotton. This year where they're wearing spandex. And uh, one of the announcers tell. was like, "Show me some of that sweat. Show <laughs> me that sweat. Yeah, uh, I want to see those sweaty guys. Give me, oh give me God. some. Of that. I want to see those dirty rowdy boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, it yeah, was. Uh, it's gonna be it sweaty. Was <laughs> that hope. was their first showing of anything like. Scorpio related and it was like such a weird thing like look at these football players they look about as good as they did last year but a little better but a little not sweatier believe it. a little sweatier <laughs> the sweat is the sweat and then I interviewed one of the um, developers and he's like yeah we worked a really long time on the sweat physics uh, actually it's like if you were to render this out on a uh, another game the skin sweat from one of these characters would be a lot like a river from Horizon Zero Dawn just zoomed way out and uh, <laughs> It, it, it's a, some pretty intense tech they're working with. I'm yeah. hoping that those are the mods that they work on because they, they just throw big head mode in the trash and turn up intense sweat mode. So by oh the God. end, it's just they're playing Every in an ocean, slipping, <laughs> slipping, sliding, and like all the crowd is drowning mm-hmm. as these like water demons fight for control of the football that's floating now. That makes sense. It actually sounds like a way more interesting game than Madden. I'll have to I have to admit. Um, anyway, enough enough. You know, shitting on sports games. Some people like them. I like a, I like hockey sports games. So you know, I'm 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 one of the people that likes those sometimes. Um, anyway, the I think the biggest and most interesting thing from that whole EA press conference was definitely a way out. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen this? I, yes, I, I said yes. that last we, week a lot. We watched, we watched this watched together. together. <laughs> okay, I know. You know, just, but, I'm trying to suspend some disbelief here and like you know. Be, trying to give you a good segue to jump in with no, your opinions. I, pref- I prefer it when when we do it, yeah, because you're like, hey, have you guys seen this? And we just pretend that you're getting senile, and you're like, oh, he doesn't remember. We were all there together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so sad. So no, sad. I, yes, Derek, I saw it. Okay, <laughs> I'd like to say, too, and I, I mentioned this when we were watching this. I pointed this out. One of the things that EA in uh, Ubisoft and uh, Microsoft, I guess... No, never mind. Microsoft is a different bag. But EA and Ubisoft, they always put their suits out there on the stage to talk. Yeah. It's really hard to watch them talk about their games when they put the the directors of the companies out there. They don't actually put the developer out on stage. So when 
they introduced the developer for a way out. I believe it. I, I can't remember the name of the studio. They're Swedish, maybe. Uh, the makers of uh, uh, two brothers, brother, two brothers, two sons. yeah. Um, and actually, watching the developer uh, announce this game was actually really cool. I actually got more excited about this game and was not distracted by this typical buzzword jargon, you know. <laughs> no, yeah, seriously, yeah. Well, and it's not like a marketing guy coming at you. No, uh, it, it just feels different. And this is the guy who's devoted years of his life to this project, and you could tell he was getting like emotional up there mm-hmm. a little bit. And yeah, this this it's actually like, check out these sweat physics. <laughs> this actually happened a lot during the Ubisoft press conference. There was a lot of uh, emotion on in the. There were like three instances, I think, in the Ubisoft press conference of dudes tearing up. Because, uh, like, uh, they worked on the project, and they were getting recognized, you, and they were just, like, these, like, older Frenchmen, like, <laughs> with tears in their eyes, like... Teary uh, Frenchmen? Yeah. You've got to give credit like, where credit is due, too, because remember the last big thing from EA? That, uh, that woman who came out and was like, I love, and I eat, and I breathe, and I sleep Star Wars Battlefront 2. Yes, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> I know. Yes. I'm just saying that, that she was hamming it up. Um... I actually think she did an okay job, but we'll get to that in a second. The a Way Out was um, a really cool looking game. It's you star, you star, uh, you play as two characters um, in a prison who are trying to break out of the prison, and I guess the game keeps going from there too. Of yeah, what we saw, but um, the whole thing about it, the whole uh, conceit, is that the game is always in split screen. And you're always playing it co-op. It's not even like I said. This game is not single player. Like you are playing co-op only. But, um, yeah. So the, the split weird, screen. Yeah. The split screen is cool too because it's it's dynamic. It's dynamic, and sometimes you actually do have a full screen. Yeah. Through with both characters. In yeah. It. Or um, like one character gets a tiny strip, and the other character gets like a big chunk of it because what they're doing is more impactful or more cinematically important. Or they might have a cutscene or something like that. It looks really cool. (laughs) Chris, did you see any of this? I didn't. Yeah, I missed this conference. Oh, man. Uh, So, yeah, the split screen will change uh, dramatically, like scenes from a movie. It looks looks really uh, cinematic inspiration. Like, there's a lot of cinematic inspiration. Uh And the way they laid it out is that every scenario to get out of this prison... uh, can be solved in a myriad of different ways. Right. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, it looks like those two dudes are going to be fighting over there. And he, like, slaps a dude the, while the other character goes over and, like, creates the distraction by slapping the other inmate. Uh-huh. And then the other guy and, will uh, go grab a guard's gun and start shooting off and be like, this is my prison now. But it, it doesn't look like a shooter game. It, it looks like mm-hmm. more like an Uncharted. It looks like a co-op yeah. Uncharted almost. Mm-hmm. And an, 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 Sorry to interrupt. You go ahead. I was going to say, the game wins the award for best nose of E3. It does. Mm-hmm. I actually, I, I turned and I said to Derek, I said, I, I've seen noses like that in real life. But I never thought a day would come where a developer would ever dare put a nose like that <laughs> in their game. It's really yes. on the cutting edge of noses. I'm looking at it right now and I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> literally, it could cut forward. some edge. Science man. has yeah. gone too far on this one. <laughs> you throw a, a two by four at that guy's face and it will be cut in twain. He looks mm-hmm. like a brunette Nigel Thornberry. 
Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. That's actually one of the uh, the fatalities. Is he actually pulls his nose off and throws it like a boomerang, and it cuts a guard's head off, and then lands back on his face. And then it goes so- smashing. <laughs> That's what it says. It doesn't say fatality. It just says smashing. Smashing. <laughs> um, so I, yeah. I, I, can I share a little bit about the the uh, creativity uh, about that goes with solving certain things? Go for it, man. Okay. Don't, so, yeah, don't even have to ask. So at, after a point when you do escape the prison, you're in the real world. And uh, there's there's actually a little story mode where you and your brother, I think you are brothers. Are they? No, I think so. I, it it's sounded like two, two guys brothers. who are completely unrelated. Oh, yeah, really? Unrelated. Need to get out of prison to solve okay. two different scenarios. Okay. I think they were blood brothers in they're prison. They're blood brothers. Like, like best they're friends. Bone, they're they bone both brothers. They their hands and then shook hands, but they weren't actual, actual brothers. They're bone brothers, if you know what I'm saying. But anyways, yeah. back to uh, what I was saying. So you escape and you are robbing a convenience store. Now, one of the characters is focused on the robbery, trying to get the money from the cashier. And the other guy has the option to, like, Talk to the hostages and kind of calm them down, or <laughs> they going, or or like or completely not do that. Yeah. Um, in one instance, where during these demos that they were doing um, on the floor, one of the players during the demo was not paying attention to the hostages at all, and one of them escaped, and he didn't notice <laughs> right away. But after a minute, a third split screen popped down from the top. And it was a cut screen of the guy that escaped talking to a police officer saying yeah. that this convenience store was being robbed. So it's, it's so like cool. that guy's so actually neat, a third member of the party now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A third player joins and actually has to try and get the cops there to stop the other two players. There's just a third guy who shows up on your couch automatically. <laughs> they actually hey send guys, somebody to your Jeff. house. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was told I need to be here right now, so here I am. I brought my own um. controller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, would that be cool? Okay, no. Uh, yes, it would be cool. Tan- that would be if not cool. It was an online, someone else playing online ran- as like rando, like, I don't know, never mind. From it's like developer. Need for Speed, except like some people are playing cops and some people are playing robbers. <laughs> it's a whole different game. Regardless, that was that game looked, looks fantastic. I cannot wait to play it. I didn't write down the release date for that, but I think it's coming sometime. Is it later coming this year or next year? You. I think it's 2017. Yeah, it, it looks fantastic. Uh, then uh, that's after that, I think, is when they showed the Anthem teaser. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, God Very mild teaser. Yeah, I, I was like, man, that looks like nothing. I, I don't care. One, I don't give a single shit about this game. It looks like some future soldier marine bullshit. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard this story before. We're in the future and humanity's The Halo struggling. guy's got new suits. Yeah, and it looks like, oh, we got to go out into the dangerous outside world in the walled city. Uh, does that sound familiar? I don't know. The Division. <sighs> And then I was like, okay, whatever. Writing that off for now. Maybe they'll show something next year. Then they were like, all right, now it's Battlefront time. It's time for Star Wars for the next hour. And uh, they had uh, this lady come on who is, like, the main character in the Star Wars game. And I thought she did a good job. Like, she, like, owned it in a way that all the other presenters didn't besides, like, it was completely different from the from the A Way Out guy. But it was yeah. also different from the marketing dudes in that, like, she was, like, into 
Star Wars. Although she did kind of like talk about how into Star Wars she was a bit much. Yeah, exactly. Like she was like, a little I'm weird. so into Star Wars that I have Star Wars pajamas and Star Wars bread spreads at home. Star Wars breadsticks at home. Yeah, bread My spreads. mom's backstage. Hey, mom, come out here and show them the co- Star Wars cookies you made for the show backstage. Have I mentioned uh, I love Star Wars? I just felt like it was a little unnecessary at certain points for her to continuously say those things. I, okay, we're definitely exaggerating here. It wasn't that intense. Okay, that yes. was about on par. But with how I also think was. that she, she went off. Job. Yeah, I, th- I also think she went off script on her own. I I don't think that was. Yeah, well, she held it together really she, well, and she. Yeah. she I don't want to. I'm not trying to critique her performance too much. I just. I think I, she I overshowed like her merits, her Star Wars merits. A little bit, but that's okay. Like maybe if she was, maybe she was nervous. I don't know. It's not a big deal. Like I thought it was fine. I'm not going like, to. I have a general grievous dildo judging her home. too much for this. Wow, Derek, you're really judging this this female gamer here. Stop it, Chris. No. <laughs> no, I thought um, she she did what she came out there to do. She she introduced the game and she had like a like seventeen stormtroopers <laughs> escort her out. Oh my yeah. god, and yeah. She introduced the game. I was really hoping to see more of the single player. Um I did like, like that the, too, story. the way that they announced it. The, there were, were quick like, cuts of it, but it wasn't like you didn't get any of the story. I wanted no. I wanted the exposition a little bit. But they kept so, saying I love that too. They're like, You guys asked and we listened. We added a single player campaign. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. yeah. Like every, when they like, started ten, the the whole big tweet scene when it's like yeah. one tweet gone unanswered. John Boyega. It's like, well, this is weird. <laughs> John Boyega changed the world by yeah. tweeting that they people wanted single player game. And he was sorry that he couldn't be there. <laughs> But he's going to be free DLC in the game. Mm-hmm. All of our DLC is going to be free, just like Titanfall 2. And it, that worked really well. And it's like, yeah, of course it's going to work really well. You're not segmenting your, your player base like I crazy. That, is it all the DLC is free? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought that, like, the first wave of DLC was free. Nope. All DLC, they said. All maps, everything. Well, that's sweet. Uh, this is great. They'll probably still sell well. skins and stuff or something, like cosmetic shit. Like, that's what they did for Titanfall 2, and it worked out really well for them. Um, and I also, think that's a great idea. It adds longevity to the game naturally without people having to subscribe to, like, a premium thing. And cool. honestly, personally, I didn't really mind premium so much. I thought it was a good value because you end up with a lot more content for a multiplayer game. That you're, For a game, you're probably going to play mostly as multiplayer. But, yeah, whatever. Um, the game itself. The game itself. What do you guys think? I thought it looks great. Yeah, I was kind of. I, I, it was. I wasn't like surprised by any of it, but I was like happy and excited. I, like I was like, hell yes. A little, a little technical information about the gameplay too. They actually created the single player content in the same engine that they use for multiplayer. So when you're playing the single player in the multiplayer, there shouldn't be much of a gap between how it plays, how it feels, like you know controls and vehicles and oh, all certainly. that. I, I well, hope like that they... the same way with other uh, Frostbite or like, um, yeah, with every other Frostbite. Yeah, game. that's yeah. The, the campaign is the same, but I hope what they do is they like, they do butt fuckery and then they do the campaign. They, they're like, Hey, guess what? It's got a single player campaign and they do it exactly like they did for the single player campaign of the first Titanfall game where all it is, is you playing no, multiplayer maps over I and don't over. I think that's, I really, I know. I don't think that's that. what it is at all, but I think oh, it would be God. really funny if that's what they did. Oh, it'd be awful. I don't it'd think be... that's what they're going to do for a second, no. 
but it would be really funny if they did. I'm really excited. They're bringing in space battles again, which has me so jazzed. Best uh, part, droids. Droids, yeah, best part. Droids, playing as a battle droid is pretty cool. I'm a little like weird, like, oh yeah, it's you can play as any hero character in any map now, so it's like Darth Maul versus Rey, and like, I don't know. You're like They would have like, never met. It would have never met. They would have never met. It's not canon. I mean, no, it's not canon. <laughs> like, Qui-Gon definitely didn't fight the Emperor. <laughs> <laughs> Qui-Gon and Anakin fight. Would little Anakin. Little, little kid little, Anakin, yeah. In a pod racer. Baby, baby Anakin. <laughs> He's like, I saw your laser sword. I know you're a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wizard hair, Annie. Um, okay, this is pod racing. Try spinning. This that's is. a neat trick. anyway so that that kind of wrapped up oh yeah i will say like that was really weird like having all the influencers there i'm using uh, i'm I'm air quoting influencers what do you mean by Um, that all that whole crowd of people that they showed were all youtube personalities yeah and it was like we're supposed to know these people and i'm sure like millennial younger millennials than us know a lot of those people but um like, how can you put someone out there and just tell them, like, be entertaining in a, gr- a a crowd of, like, 50 other people? Like, the reason people know influencers and, like, YouTube personalities is because they spend long stretches of time with them and they're, like, getting their zone or whatever. Uh, I don't think it worked really well. I don't know. I've seen some teleprompter uh, images from that uh, EA uh, Battlefront 2 play session, multiplayer, the live play session mm-hmm. they did. And it's it's kind of gross and it's sort of funny. Like it was like, oh yeah, this, this and now this person laughs and now this person says this. So it was this after say, the um after like the release of all the information then they had like YouTubers playing Battlefront yeah. two? Yeah, you were you were busy I think you were playing uh uh player on Battlegrounds. Oh I could have been yeah, that or Pokemon. But did they did they do weed three like last year? Did they have Snoop Dogg come out? Oh and, like, no, there was no Snoop Dogg. There was no Zach. There was no Zephron. There was it no Yose Zephron. Yeah, there was it's no funny. Zac it's Efron. funny as that was. I'm so glad they didn't because they seriously yeah. spent thirty minutes talking to celebrities and not yeah. actually showing anything. Jamie Fox, Zach like, Efron, and Snoop uh, Dogg. Let's watch Snoop Dogg try and run through this wall, this <laughs> solid wall. <laughs> Stoned out Snoop Dogg, yeah. Yep. All right, we've dwelled on EA enough. I, I'm excited for Battlefront. I'm excited for A Way Out. Um, I'm excited for n- A Way Out, too. <laughs> <laughs> Next up was Sunday. Uh, it was Microsoft. And this was kind of big. Uh, this was... They were announcing the Xbox One X, which is the f- next Xbox that revision that they're making to the one yeah, the scorpio platform the, the, the scorpio that everyone's platform. been talking about the scorpio plat- platform that everyone's been talking about and what they did they came out and they're like man check out these chips these graphics are gonna be so good look at these chips and these these doodads and these uh, check out these teraflops look how many check teraflops out, we've got look how many teraflops we have and then at the at the time when they were just like talking about it and i was like all right, now prove to me that this is worth buying. No, show me a show game. Show me the money. Show me the money. Show me a game that makes this worthwhile, worth five hundred. The five hundred dollar price tag that you which is lower than a lot of people thought it was going to be. 
Really? I thought that was higher. People were saying three ninety nine. Oh shit! I thought people were thinking like six hundred to eight hundred dollars. They specifically no said their new. They said their new console was going to be geared towards like high end gamers who are really five hundred dollars is a lot of money, Jesse. Dude, when the PS three came out, it was six hundred dollars. PS3 was a huge mistake at six hundred dollars, and yeah, Sony I know, paid they used for to it light by on losing fire that. Too. <laughs> yeah, I'm just Sony saying, paid like, for that by losing five hundred dollars. I think six hundred to eight hundred would have been like high, high end. Five hundred dollars, yes, is still expensive. If there sure. wasn't a four in that, if it wasn't four ninety nine, if it was five ninety nine or even six ninety nine, people would be public. Like it would be ripping up the internet right now of how how shitty and expensive that is. Yeah, mm. people are really sensitive about that shit. People are pissed off already that it's five hundred. Really disappointed. Yeah, to I be competitive that. against the PS Pro. Yeah, because it's not about the technical specs. These these consoles are going to be playing the same games. The differences yeah, aren't going to be about that here, intensely man. hard. Yeah, it's uh, that's the thing that Xbox. I think they completely failed at was giving me giving a good reason to buy the Scorpio instead of the Xbox One S even. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing they showed was exclusive to the Scorpio or like exclusive to Xbox one with such an update to the Scorpio that it's like, you couldn't play anything like this anywhere else. Well, Cause the first thing the they showed already, off though, like, yes, the they shot themselves in the foot with the PC gaming. Exactly. You, yeah. Nobody has to buy an Xbox anymore because you can just buy a PC. I also so. have some other, other news too. Like, okay. So first thing they announced Forza, Forza mm-hmm. seven, which is like, okay, it's a beautiful car game. Car games have been beautiful forever. I this looks about as beautiful as the last one. It looks really, 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 really nice. Trust me. Mm-hmm. They turned believe me. Sweat. It looks real good. They even announced and revealed a brand new Porsche. Porsche. They're like, check out this new Porsche. I was internally in my my heart. I was laughing a little and I was scared because I was like, how? Where are they going with this? They cannot be like this. Might be the worst thing they could possibly have done if this continues. <laughs> but after that Porsche thing, they were good. They they stopped that like weird bullshit, and they just started throwing out games. And that was that was when I like got back on board. I'm like, okay, forget all the Scorpio shit, forget Forza and the Porsche. Who gives a shit? Forget the let's, Xbox let's One X. Let's see some fucking cool games and give me a reason to buy an Xbox One One X. They didn't do that, but they did show off a lot of great games. Metro Exodus. A new Metro game that looks really good. It looks like an open world oh, yeah. game. You're actually finally outside. Uh, you go it looks outside beautiful. in all the other Metro games, too. No, but this one takes... Per- With a gas mask. Yeah. This one, like, this he take, actually takes, takes his mask off. Yeah, in the, in the preview, at the end, he takes outdoors. his mask off, and he goes... And he goes <gasps> <sighs> yeah, now I think the underground's the irradiated place. Um, anyway, Metro Exodus looks really good. Um, Assassin's Creed... Hey, sure. It looks nice. We'll get. I'll, I'll get into more of that when we talk about Ubisoft. But Assassin's Creed looks good. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. They were like, "This is going to be a console launch exclusive for the Xbox One X." Which <laughs> I've since learned means that it's exclusive to the launch window of the Xbox One X. So they don't <laughs> have exclusive rights to Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, to my knowledge. So it could come Forever. out for the PS4 as well. It's guaranteed right. to come out on the PS4 like six months later. I bet. Okay. That's the like. The, but the thing is, like, I, I'm pretty sure, like, the talk online is like, oh, that's the one place you can play PlayerUnknowns on a console. It's weird. I they feel have, like that was 
I feel like that was shitty of them a little bit. It was like deceptive to be saying like instead of saying timed exclusive, they changed it to Xbox One X launch release uh, game or I forget launch release exclusive or, or launch window exclusive. Phrasing sorry. you got to work out yeah. that's the phrasing. That's all it is. Yeah, I couldn't even say it right because they got me in such a loop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they got you all turned. That game looks great. It's player on the battlegrounds. Hey, mm-hmm. who, who doesn't game. want more of that? Um, Deep Rock Galactic is something they showed, which I wrote down here as Astroneer with guns. Huh. Um, just reminded me of Lego Rock Raiders. Lego Rock Raiders? Yeah. Dude. I'm not really super familiar with Lego Rock Raiders. I know what you're talking about, <laughs> Back though. in 1999, there was yeah. a Lego. <laughs> Nobody's going to remember that. <laughs> but it looked like I, it. I, I faintly re- recall what you're talking about. I think Jake had a set. Um Anyways, it looked like it looks really cool. You know, it's like digging through a place together. Thing is, that's also out on Steam. All right, that's we, it's early access on Steam right now. We could play it right now on Steam on PC. Uh, then they went into some exclusives. State of Decay Two. That looks great. I think it's also coming to PC though. Yeah, I don't. Um, they have exclusives anymore. Yeah, really. It's a Windows Ten Xbox exclusive. It just means it's not going to be on PS Four or like, yeah. the Switch. Then they showed this game. Oh, that, after that, it was this weird moment where this guy in a yellow jumpsuit comes out on stage and starts announcing shit. Jethro Tull was his Jethro name. Jethro Tull comes out on stage and starts announcing shit for this game called The Darwin Project. And he, it just seemed like this weird moment of like them trying to create an eSport again. This has been happening for 10 years now of like them showing off a new game, them being any publisher... Showing off a new game and being like, this is a new eSport, everyone. Listen to me. It's a new eSport, okay? It's a new eSport. Listen. It really is. I promise. <laughs> everyone's going to like this and everyone's going to play it. It's a new everyone's eSport. Everyone's going to okay? love it. So shut everyone's up and gonna listen. Everyone's going to love it. So shut up and listen. This is a new eSport. And it was just this guy announcing for this game in like this really quick, like 30, like a minute long maybe, uh, battle in this third person action game called The Darwin Project. And it was just so like tonal shift from State of Decay or, like, what the previous games, and then it was over, and it faded to black. No, it's the new E3. It's the, it's the new eSport. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, the the then, actual eSport is just shout-casting. It's like, who can, <laughs> who can shout the loudest and the, the most in, like, 30 seconds? Oh, my God, it's this like, is a great game. It's like, who can narrate the game the, the best? I love this. So this is a game that... that uh, you narrate you try like a game a competitive match plays in front of you with no real players and you just have to narrate it better than other players. I don't know. Okay. I don't think that's got, gonna be the new big esports game. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. It, guys on there. Yeah, it's full <laughs> it's folding in on itself, everything. Anyways, after that they showed uh the new Dragon Ball Z game created by the makers of was it Blaze Blue? So wait, is this or, like is this Xenoverse two? Or Guilty Gear? I no, this is not a Xenoverse game. This is like a Dragon Ball Z 2D f- fighting game that looks really good. I think it's from the makers of Guilty Gear Zerd. Exerd. Um, and it looks... Zord. It looks, it looks really, really, really cool. Like, graphically, visually. It looks awesome. It looks like the, the, the Dragon Ball Z fighting game that... Can I play as Raditz? Yes, of course you can play as Raditz. Come on. Can I play as King Kai? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Keep naming more. I'll just say yes. Can I play as oh, Man, okay. do you can remember? Play as, can you play yes. as Rally? Yes. Do you remember DBZ Budokai for the Wii? 
Yeah, oh yeah. Oh my god, that was that was actually kind of fun, but it, the motion controls were kind of weird. Ugh, dude, any game with motion controls is kind of <laughs> weird. <laughs> they, next thing kind of surprised me at the Xbox at the Microsoft conference. They showed Black Desert Online for uh, oh, it the, is weird. Uh, Xbox One. I was like, whoa, weird! <laughs> Black Desert Online on the console. That's it's kind of cool. That game's fun. Um, it's a pretty fun MMO. That uh, I don't know. I'd recommend it. Speaking it's of fun. fun MMOs, you play fun on MMO? one? Let's not talk about any, <laughs> any of that, Jesse. Oh, okay, a, a we'll secret. save that for next week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Then they showed this game called Last... Was it called Last Night? Chris, you know about this? Uh, you were, It's the one that's Blade Runner-esque? Yeah. There's a, it's, it's an 8... Not 8-bit, necessarily. A high-bit um, cyberpunk game. They showed it. It's very Blade Runner-esque. I don't really know what the premise of the story is. I know there is some controversy because the developer said some shit. But that got kind of... Yeah, some- Gamergate shit. Yeah, yeah, and then that kind of, like, he apologized for it and everything, and I think everybody's pretty much like, oh, okay, whatever. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it looks really good, though. It looks, like, straight up my alley. I was actually laughing at it when I saw it, because I was like, the guys are going to give me some shit for this, because <laughs> it looks... It's like, hey, Chris, what game did you really like from the Microsoft press conference? Uh, oh, the 8-bit adventure cool, like, stylized, high-bit one. Blade... Uh, that looks pretty much like it's set in the Blade like Runner. Blade <laughs> All right. Chris, there's nothing wrong with having particular <laughs> tastes and being proud of those tastes, okay? And then, and then later on, they announced what we'll talk about later, which is another thing that is very near and dear to me. But it's not in the Microsoft press conference, so... I knew right. it. I was waiting to hear about this one. I was waiting <laughs> for your information. Yep. Then came, uh, after that, uh, after... But that's called Last Night, right? I think so, yeah. Last Night. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, after that came Sea of Thieves... Uh, which looks a little clunky, I, I gotta say. Uh, it looks a lot clunkier than I was expecting. Um, it's an interesting idea, but I think Ubisoft's gonna eat their lunch a little bit uh, when is we get to their press Ubisoft conference. Game? No, it, it, Sea of Thieves is created by Rare, um, oh. and you kind of all pilot a, a, a pirate ship together and explore the seas. And, and you like, find search for treasure. treasure. Yeah. You walk Except the, the combat. Looks really bad. Like it looks like you you load a one bullet into a pistol, and then aim it, and like the pistol takes up the whole bottom half of the screen, and it just looks. It's like boom, and then you load yeah. it again, and then it kind of looks like boom. a kid's game. Yeah, it does, and it looks like it could be cool. Like if you got really good at it, but like I don't know that clunky combat just kind of put me off. Um, it could be cool. It's coming out from PC, so I'll probably try it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, then they showed Cuphead, which Cuphead is probably the the Fucking long time coming. Jesus. Yeah, I think that might be the game of Microsoft's press tre- press conference. They've that's been actually that game for ex- like three years now. The actually an Xbox exclusive that was like the coolest looking one um, that they showed. That will also and, be for PC. Uh, after that was, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. Um, but after that, they showed Crackdown Three. Uh, Terry Crews out there, Terry Cruzin, and uh, I, I felt like it was a little. I was really excited for Crackdown Three, and then I saw that preview. Did, did any of you guys see that? No, I did I, see the preview for Crackdown. It didn't like. I was a little I underwhelmed. Played all of Crackdown One, and then I didn't even know that Two came out. Yeah, don't worry I about didn't. Two. Two is Two is 
just forget two existed. Um, but it's three is is four do. player, crackdown game, blowing shit up and saving the city and mm-hmm. your police I really, officer destroy the city. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. There's drug it addicts around. Blow it just up didn't, a tower. It, <laughs> it just didn't do a lot for me. Um, then they showed uh, Shadow some more from Shadow of War, and oh man, Shadow of War looks so cool. If you haven't played Shadow of Mordor yet, you you need to do yourself a favor and play Shadow of Mordor because it is it's one of the best like Batman combat style games that's ever come out. Um, I do like that. And that minion system or whatever it was called uh, is one of the best things in gaming. One of the best innovations in gaming that's come out in the past decade. And I'm, I have no idea why more games aren't copying it wholesale. Wait, I zoned out for a second. Did you just say minions were the best thing <laughs> to happen in the past decade? Mm-hmm, he did. Yeah, he man, ever since Despicable Me, the world has changed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. No. <laughs> yes. That Shadow of War. Looks fantastic. Feel. Looks like there's a lot more interaction with your uh, orc dudes. Like you actually have like full conversations with them, and they have you guys more go to dinner together, deeper personalities. There was <laughs> like seriously, watch the Shadow of War trailer because it's like it's really pretty funny. Um, this guy named what was his name Bruce or something? Yeah, I think his name is Bruce. Oh yeah, like, a sassy really funny orc. orc. Yeah, sassy funny orc who's just like you like you like take over his brain, and he's like immediately like Dark Lord, Bright Lord, whatever. As long as I can kill people. And it's just like this great comedic timing and good writing. Uh, made me really excited for that game because like the interactions with those minions and stuff was one of the the best parts of the first one. So after Shadow of War, the big reveal, the big finale of Microsoft's press conference where they revealed a whole new system was a third-party title developed by BioWare. <laughs> Anthem. Wait, Which I was, think there was, there was another one in there, too, that I think you might have overlooked. I'm not sure. What one? Ashen? What is it? I must have over, I, I don't remember Ashen. Oh, I don't know. It, it looks like a kind of a weird low-poly indie game. I, I, I don't know. I didn't know if anybody had seen it. That's why. I, I must not have saw it. Jesse, what's Ashen? That, Thanks for you kind of stole my thunder there. I'm sorry. I totally did not mean to. I <laughs> will pretend that that, that didn't exist because nobody else saw it either. I must but have that, missed it. Sorry. Yeah, it, it was worth missing. Or was it? What if it was the best game of E3? So Anthem from BioWare EA had a nice long trailer shown of gameplay at the end of the Microsoft press conference, which is so weird. <laughs> it's not console exclusive to the Xbox One. It looks great on the uh, Xbox One X, but hey... I don't know. Look way better on PC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, how many teraflops is your PC? Gonna the funniest, have? the funniest thing about that 12? showing is is that game was probably running on a PC when they were demoing it. That's probably that, the funniest thing to me. Yeah, that could be it. Um, anyway, say. yeah. Anyway, Anthem is a up to four player open world exploration and combat and missions. You're like these mercenaries who. You're all Tony Stark. You're all Tony Stark, yeah. You, like, get mech suits with different abilities, and, like, your mech suit is, like, your character's class, basically. Mm -hmm. And that you can just, like, jump out into the world and just fucking fly around. And, Mm -hmm. oh, the trailer just... I was in awe. 
that first time the character is just flying through that tunnel and yeah. then they come out they come out of a tunnel and there's like there's like monsters stampeding around. I kind of got a monster hunter vibe from it a little bit. And then they like scope out a giant monster and they're like, "We'll we'll save that one for later." Ooh, it looks a little tough. I don't want to waste our resources. That was the res- best part was the banter between the people who were playing the game. God, they damn tried it. to force I it wish. to seem like too. It was so scripted, but they yeah. forced it to sound like people who were playing this game like like a year after the game had already come <laughs> out. Where they're like, "Hey, have you been to this area? Let's let's wait. We'll wait and do it with Kim." And they're like, "Yeah, Kim could use the experience." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exploration looks pretty cool though. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Kim would probably like it. Yeah, where they like stop. I remember uh, Brad and I were watching it, and like the characters stop. The two characters stopped at this like cave opening, and they're like, "This looks pretty cool. You want to check it out?" No, we should wait for Kim. He could use the experience. And then I turned to Brad, and I was like, <laughs> "I was like, yeah, if this were Jesse, he wouldn't wait for me." <laughs> hey, I know. Well, first Brad, Brad had actually told me that you guys had the conversation. Where Brad and you both looked at each other and go, we should wait for Jesse because he could use the experience. And then you go, wait a minute, Jesse would have already beaten this by now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cleared uh, this area. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jesse's already cleared the game. It's been out for two days. Anyway. Sorry, done. <laughs> <laughs> no, it looks done. Uh, no, it looks fucking incredible. Yeah, um, I'm, uh, I'm really excited for it. I'm really excited. I kind of want to play like the tank one. That like shooting the a mortar looks really suit. cool. Oh, when the there's a really cool part. You really need to watch the trailer if you haven't seen it, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a really cool part where um, the character goes underwater and then jumps back up, and it's just like visually, it just looks so good. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know I'm how else to describe excited. it. I'm I think very it was very funny actually Anthem. watching the combat in it because like the, they showed a decent amount of combat, which was really really interesting to see, and it made me laugh because um, they're the person that you're basically spectating. They take several shots and they whiff almost every shot oh, they take yeah. until the yeah. end when they're just like cluster missiles and they just like do this Kill crazy everything. tracking on every enemy on the screen and then just missiles go everywhere and pepper them yeah. all. Yeah, well, it's like you gotta you gotta make it look nice, you know. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta you gotta show it the game. Yeah, like, that was uh, the other but, the other good part when she's like she's like, oh, you got a mortar, and he's like, yeah, got it last weekend. Yeah, <laughs> like time to crack out this mortar. <laughs> I it looked like those abilities, like his mortar and her like homing missile things, like those are like the supers basically. Yeah. Um, and the rest of the gameplay is like it looks like kind of the combat of Mass Effect Andromeda actually. Yeah. Um, they also kind of showed a little bit of the looting system too, where they like cleared an area and like found a chest, and she like yeah, and she's it up like, and it's like a roulette thing. She's like, come please, on, please, do please, something please, good. Yeah, that's do good. That's cool. Good. I like that. Yeah, and then she's like, oh yeah, it's the Terra Blaster X, and he's like, dopamine, oh, that's a good Jesse. One. <laughs> it's all about that dopamine release of getting something cool from a, a random chest. After, it like, is, and then just like turn five seconds. Thing. It's gonna turn into the Destiny thing where it's like. I've done this mission 17 fucking times. Why can't I get a good weapon? Don't, don't say destiny. <laughs> I usually don't Derek go that deep in the... Derek a full set of <laughs> gear. Yeah. I'm going to get nothing but pants again. Yep, you hear that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your light level? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, that pretty much covers uh, Microsoft as well. Um, we're going to take a quick break. and When we get back, we're going to get into Bethesda. Woohoo! Yeah. There we go. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Starfield. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Starfield. Woo. New IP. All right. We'll be back after this.
Welcome back to Games on Earth. We got a little debate that uh, heated up here in the uh, ensuing little break we had there. Uh, Brad is now showing us... Well, Brad, Brad, explain to us what, what you're showing here. I'm just saying, okay, X, Xbox is saying they made their $500 Xbox for gaming enthusiasts, right? Yeah. That's what they're saying. They wanted to, a premium product for, for players who want to pay money to have a good product. And yep. in, in the GPU they have in there, yeah, it's water cool. They're probably going to get good frame rates out of it. But Vapor. they're saying it's yeah, they're saying it's six teraflops. But next month AMD is releasing their Vega uh, GPUs that run over twelve teraflops. I'm like, if you're a real enthusiast, would exactly. it? Why, like, I get why people are outraged that it's five hundred dollars. That's not a good machine. That's like an affordable upgrade for people who are are looking to like trade out their xbox one you know exactly i don't understand where they're marketing this machine for because if they're marketing it for specifically people who want the best and are willing to shill out the money for it the people who want the best and are willing to shill out the money for it will have a, a badass pc to play all of these games on at higher quality i just don't understand this middle tier people who aren't who don't want to mess with computers i guess who think computers are too confusing so they but they also want to want the best, but they're still not getting the best best. But the funny it's thing right. is, though, I think a $500 PC is not going to be better than the Xbox One X. Oh, no, that's no, not what I'm saying. That's not what we're saying. No, I know, but... The, so, uh, but, but, I mean, you can't... Like, n- nobody on the planet would buy a $1,000 console. So you can make the argument that if you're going to go for high-quality gaming and have, like, super high-end shit... Like, why wouldn't they spend the money on a PC? I mean, there are people out there who $500 is, like, a good price range for them to get something like that. And a $500 Xbox One X is going to be a lot more affordable than a $1,000 PC. But, you know, what would be even more affordable is the $200 Xbox One S, or Xbox One Slim, yeah, S. Mm-hmm. And they can Which play the true, same yeah. exact games. They can play the same exact If they're going for affordability, there's, a, there's something that's $300 cheaper Absolutely, yes. I was I gonna think say, that can play the exact same games, just not in 4K. That's I the think only it's an thing. excellent console. I'm not denying that it's an excellent console, but I just think it's a very narrow market. Yeah, I don't understand the audience. I, I mean, I, I, I guess, okay. I, I, I don't say know what to say. About <laughs> yeah. that. What do you got to say? How many teraflops is the Xbox One S? I, that I do not know. I don't think teraflops don't actually means teraflops, anything. Because yeah, it doesn't mean a tera- whole lot. Yeah. Teraflops are, is just nothing. Just a number that's going to always get bigger. And I'm just, it's just some, some abstract way to represent it's a, power. It's, yeah, it's a computational unit. It's like how, how, many, how, how much can it process at a time? And that doesn't have anything to do with how it's processing that data. It's just like basically <laughs> it's weird bandwidth. That that's the unit that we're using to argue how powerful these machines are. For like, <laughs> but it's, it's the only number. unit that really exists <laughs> to like just to, to easily. Number. No, it is. It is a. It is a reliable number. Yeah, like it is, is it? a reliable <laughs> number. It just depends on how you use it. You can you you can make a very unoptimized product that yeah. has a lot of teraflops on and it. that's what i wanted to see from xbox was some really good well like 
some this like this game will run flawlessly with an Xbox One S or Xbox One X. Blah, blah, see what the fuck? Uh, they got horrible you. Name. X, 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 Xbox One X, 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 Xbox One X, X. I just made that. Said? I totally just made that joke. I saw you. that on Reddit yesterday, and I was like, I'm like, yep. Now it's starting to turn into titles of people's usernames. <laughs> be XOX Box One XOX. Anyways, Brad, do you want to take it away with the Bethesda conference? That was Sunday sure. night. Sure. Yeah. What a fucking tease. I feel like they 100. percent designed their show here around the rumors going around about Starfield because they opened up the show with a starry sky and this fantasy type theme. And then they go right into Bethesda land and they're, Oh wait, no. Yeah, that's right. They showed all these kids talking about what their parents do. My dad I, makes a video game. He's a computer boy. I don't. I don't know what my mom does. I mom, don't know. I don't know why I'm models here. Aliens. I want to smoke cigarettes with the windows up in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, it it goes through a bunch of featured developers there, and they're like, "I make horror games. Yada yada yada. I, I make, make card games. I make yeah. RPGs." And then and they're we, like, "We can't we wait." <laughs> To yeah, show you what we've been working on all these years. And you were going to have Brad do this, and now you're stomping on totally, right Brad do this. <laughs> sorry, go and ahead, then Brad. You totally think they're about to announce Starfield, or the new IP that they already announced themselves that they are working on a new IP. And then they go right into uh, DLC for Dishonored. Is that correct? <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. I'm what do I have? They didn't I'm just look, look at my notes again. <laughs> my notes say kids question mark. Then it says Bethesdads. Um, <laughs> then it says. <laughs> then, yeah, then it starts this whole Bethesda land motif, which kind of goes through the whole conference. And then, oh, Creation Club. Oh yeah. Creation Club. I like this. I and I know too. it's pretty controversial, but I think it I think I don't think it's as big of a deal as the skeptics are saying it is. And I understand both sides of the argument. So first of all, Creation Club is a new uh division within uh Bethesda where they're gonna be working with top content creators, like top modders for their games. They're also going to be working with other developers who want to get involved in making content for their games, like mods. And they're also going to have people inside the company making stuff as well. So You're telling me that I'm going to have to pay money for my bigger boobs and better butts mods. I am not telling you that. Bigger and better. (laughs) First of all, to be clear, there will be no bigger boobs and butts mod in the creators club. (laughs) I'm just telling you right now. You're Everything I'll be able to get bigger, bigger boobs and better butts for free, but I'll have to get biggest boobs and bestest busted butts. Bestest. But no, basically, here's my take on it. I I am happy that this is separate from mods. Mods are free, and there's tons of great modders out there that will continue to make mods for free because they believe in. In, in, in that system. Yes. Now, there's another group of modders out there. And, for instance, let's talk about um, Tamriel uh, 
renewal project. This is the team that has been spending years making the uh, Skywind project. They have volunteers around the world putting in their own time into this game, their own resources. Now, Creators Club uh, would help fund this project by selling it on their store. Now, this is a top-of-the-line product. It is a full recreation of Morrowind in Skyrim, and it's a mod. Like, these things don't just happen for free. And I feel like I would pay money given the opportunity to play amazing content. And that is why I'm excited for Creators Club. Because, honestly, a lot of the mods out there have a great ambitious, like, idea, but a lot of it gets kind of muddy with bugs and incompatibilities and stuff. Yep, yep, that's the big thing for me. Chris, uh, you're really deep into Skyrim mods right now, right? Yep. Yeah, so what do you feel about this whole thing? Well... I can see both sides because I know that Steam made it so that mods were paid for a little while and people didn't like it. Um, Mm -hmm. For PC users, it's like, if you want mods, you can go to the Nexus. And if there's new mods that are coming out that are paid mods, then you've got a bunch of alternatives that are free otherwise. I don't really know enough about Creation Club to speak on its ethics. Um, (laughs) It just seems like... I don't know. I feel like for the amount of work that must go into some of these things, I think that it should be, it seems within reason that the creators should get paid. I don't know how much of a cut Bethesda is going to take of those profits. So it would be interesting to see who's going to get the lion's share of the money from that, because I feel like most of that money should go. Take a guess. (laughs) Yeah, I can take a guess too. And so I feel like most of the money should go to the people who develop the mods but at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like somebody else's... It's a big company's intellectual property. But now, uh, what I'm not clear on is, is Creation Club going to be the only place for console users mm. to get mods? No. Okay. No. So there will be a Creation bunch of other Club free. is and, like an in-game store. Right. And you can't just like create a mod and say, oh, now it's paid. You have to like go through a, a, a whole thing like to get okay. it. Because really, it's... What is it, Brad? You said it before. It's like Bethesda made mods, mods made by other development companies or development yep. teams. And, and then, like, the, the creme de la creme of the community. Right. And a lot of these... The, when I say the top mod creators, these are people who are already working with Bethesda. Like, Bethesda has a really good outreach program to modders. Like... It, for instance, with the re-release of uh, Skyrim Special Edition, they actually worked with uh, some of the mo- weather modders um, in Skyrim to make their game. And I think it's pretty cool that, yes, they see the potential, the business side of it, but they also see the potential for the actual community and the players to benefit from it as well. Yeah, and, it's almost like yeah. it's almost like this uh, means of consistent content delivery without Bethesda having to create that content specifically. Like, you could almost think of it as just like a bunch of little DLCs. 
Yeah. That's kind of what it is, but like the way it's going to be curated will make sure it's compatible and not all fucky like most mods are. Like, man, Brad, we went through that whole ENB thing like, I don't know, six months ago. Yeah. And you, you stepped me through the whole process of how to get all the mods and like load order correct. And that took like hours. Yeah. I'm just like working through all these mods. And it's like, man, if there was, I would pay five bucks to like get some of these things and have yeah. them just work. Like, yep. that, yeah. I don't know. Or Although those mods are probably a bit different. Because but. you can just buy the re-release Skyrim in six months. <laughs> re-release it again. Speaking of re-releases and moving on. Edition. Yeah, let's great segue, on. Jesse. Great segue. Because speaking mm-hmm. of re-releases, the next thing they showed was the Switch version of Wait, Skyrim. The Switch version of Skyrim? What's next? A VR version? Oh, man. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, they showed the Skyrim line for the iOS version. (laughs) (laughs) They they showed the Switch version, where you can actually use the controllers. Uh, You can use the uh, controllers as like to like actually attack and like uh, like motion controllers, which I was just like, "Uh, no, thank you. (laughs) I'm just excited to have Skyrim on the go now. Um, So that's about all I have to say about that. Um, Gives me another reason to uh, play things on my Switch. Which, holy cow, today was a really good day for that. Um, but we'll get into that in a little bit. But they also showed The Evil Within 2, Jesse. And then yeah, you played I'm the first one. I haven't watched it yet, but me and Tony played through the entirety of the first one. Yeah, this one looks creepy as fuck. Uh, Chris, what were you saying about it? Uh, the trailer? The vibes it was giving off? Oh, it kind of gave me, like, some Kojima vibes. It, oh, yeah, it yeah, felt yeah. a little Death Stranding slash the Metal Gear trailers. Like, it just felt like it kind of borrowed a sort of, not really aesthetic, but just, like, the way that like, it was totally edited and handled. Was it just a trailer, or was it actual gameplay as well? It was just the trailer, was both. Right? Oh, wait, was there was a little bit of both. There was okay. some gameplay? Okay. I thought some of that was I will, gameplay. I'll watch it after this, but yeah, I, I I really enjoyed the entirety of the first game. It felt the first game to me felt a lot more like a Resident Evil game, where it's like you know find weapons and take out some of the baddies and get through this crazy story. And I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was good. So um, then <clears throat> their biggest thing, I kind of forget. I feel like there was a few things in the interim there. Oh yeah, Fallout VR um, and Wasn't Doom that VR already announced. Yeah, they were already announced, they, but they were, they they were showed shown. F- full gameplay of both of them. Looks cool. Both hey, of what? I might go back to Fallout if it's in, in VR, if I had a VR headset. that would. It's like Fallout the first, and Doom. It's like the first full giant RPG VR game ever. And that's huge. That's kind of amazing. Like, And I feel like Fallout has slow enough paced uh, combat where that would work really well. Um I feel like most other shooters, like the Doom one, has this really cool like slowdown mechanic, which seems like it would make it work. Like when you jump in the air and then aim, if you're aiming, time slows down, and then you can just like, but it's teleport based. Yeah, which it, I thought was kind of weird. Yeah, um, it's probably to prevent motion sickness. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like that game's gonna move really fast. But uh, the thing I liked when I saw Fallout was that it was not teleport based. It was like fully movement. I'm sure they'll have movement options. But it looked like it was like you just move around in VR and you play the game. And that's really cool to me. That's kind of the, what I've been looking they for. They showcase that on the Vive, actually, at yeah. the Bethesda show. So that'll be. Oh, yeah, on they would the, not show it on the Oculus. Does that play sure. with the keyboard and the mouse, or <laughs> does that play with the Vive controllers? Vive controllers, for sure. That okay. would not be a. Like, Matt, what would you. 
You'd be sitting there with the... Oh, I know. Yeah, I that, well, that's what I'm trying to picture, but I'm also trying to picture, like, swapping your loadouts and stuff. Like, I've never played with the Vive enough the to... Pit boy, the Pit Boy is on your arm, you know? You actually select it on your arm. That's weird. Yeah, you should look at the trailer for that, Jesse. It looks crazy. I will. Then they were like, all right, we're going to finish things off. Here's, here's a great brand new game coming from Bethesda. It's Wolfenstein 2. Wow. To which yeah. I was I was like, wow, this game looks really rad. This game looks really cool. I love the I love the new the new order. But I think it, to me it's going to be more of the same. It looks like I think the Did the you watch game, the trailer? Yeah, I watched the trailer. It oh. just looked like the same. It's like if you watch the trailer from the original like Wolfenstein New Order or whatever or the order whatever it was, it looks like it's the same thing but with way better graphics. Like yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I wouldn't expect much different. Like it's too, a new storyline. Yeah, like it looks I don't... cinematic. It looks like there's a lot better writing and a lot yeah. better um, mocap writing and like uh, and dialogue between characters. I guess that falls under writing, but yeah. um, the characters themselves seem a lot more fleshed out than the first one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I, I feel like the characters are going to be. They seem a lot more unique as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 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 pretty damn excited. Yeah, I definitely uh, remember watching the trailer for it because they had those ridiculous videos before the actual trailer kicked yeah. in, where it was like, Liza, 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 yeah, and they like start like eating the car and setting it on fire, and that guy's sitting there with his mangled leg the entire time. <laughs> and the, then the mo- the fucking monkey cat. Oh my god! Yeah, the weird monkey cat. Burn that thing with fire and, and throw it away. <laughs> I did not like. That monkey cat. Ugh. Leave yeah, it to the Nazis. Ugh. Anyway, that was it. No Starfield. No, no Fallout. Starfield. No Elder Scrolls. Didn't no new RPG at all. But Skyrim VR. Everything they did announce nope. came Ooh. out is coming out in 2017. And I think that is kind of yeah, um, that's... Bethesda's new method. They they can afford announce not to announce things early because they they're not playing the hype game. Yeah. Like I think they're just keeping their cards close to their chest. I'm guessing Starfield in 2018. I mean, yeah. hopefully. Yeah, you would. Hope. But yeah, that's nice. I just wish. I mean, it'd be cool to look forward to something like. I like hearing about games way way before time. I don't mind waiting. As long as I know that it exists. If I just knew Starfield existed and I had a kernel of what it was about, then I could start speculating. And I love speculating about games. I mean, I know sometimes that leads people to overhyping certain games, but... Hell yeah. yeah. I think, I think I'm... Leads, I think I'm, That's like the root of hype train. Yeah, but that's, that's their fault. That's the, hey, first, I that's remember, the individual's fault. I remember talking about some speculations about a game last year. What was that? What was that? No Man's Sorry, Sky? <laughs> what about No Man's Sky? Speculations. I, I think that game crashed and burned hard. <laughs> I think it was way better than everyone said it, and people shat on it be, just because. Like, I think that I think No Man's Sky is still a fantastic. I think speculation game. got out of control on that game. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it definitely did, and hype got out of control. But I think it was still a solid product, and it's a shame what the internet did to that game. The internet. Yep. You're saying if that game was amazing and it toted all the things that it did, that it would have crashed and burned as hard as it did? No, I'm saying that if people didn't get so wrapped up in hype, if the the the, the they didn't take every word that the creator said as gospel, 
I don't know. Yeah, That's creators hard of to games. Say. Creators if, of games. If they believe they the creators, then the creators it, of games shouldn't definitely shouldn't like outright lie about their game. Yeah, but you just said they using that as a their, bit. You got to judge the product for what it is, not for what some creator guy said about it. That's like, hard. Uh, like if, if I went to a store, <laughs> well, like if I went selling you a car with half an engine. Yeah, exactly. If I went I to the like, store, and I'm like, no, but it's not. The thing is, the and car then, and he goes, "This is our best TV. It's got all these bells and whistles, and I bring it home, and it doesn't have any of that shit." I'm no, but like, if it's still a great TV, fuck? if it's still a great TV, like it does a lot of really cool, interesting things that other games have literally never done. If it does really awesome things and is visually amazing and is pretty fun to play. If this great TV still works well, yet everyone is just dunking on it so hard constantly for months and months and months and weeks and and this whole time and giving it such a bad rep that people are coming up with all sorts of like Ooh. just shitty vitriol and they're throwing at this developer because of it. Hey Derek, let me ask you something. Would you take what? that TV back if it was a great TV but it wasn't delivering on what the salesman told you? Not if I was still having around. a good time with it, and that's exactly what happened with No Man's really? Sky. Man. No, because I would, I would really you say that. Like, you guys, this analogy does not work. This analogy does not work. No, 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 no. Okay. Then you're supporting no. a seller who's lying. Like, why would you? Why would you? Do wait, that? Derek. Why would you Derek. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Derek. Derek has a point here. Don't don't discredit what he's saying because he's saying like. If you, you guys are, I think you guys are value. still in the hype and like the, yeah. that, that hate cycle still for some okay. reason years later. Okay. Because if you were to get No Man's Sky right now without any context and boot it up, it is a great game. It's fun as it, hell. I have it pulled up on, on Steam right now and it has overall reviews, mostly negative. Recent reviews, mostly negative. Of course. <laughs> You just said if I bought the game right now and fired it up, it would be great. It is a great game. I had a really good time with it. What are you? What are you? I'm talking about the vitriol. The, those mostly yeah. negatives are probably all people still pissed about the shit that happened a year and a half ago. I don't. This conversation's got the reason I'm so like up in arms about this is because this game went through such a shithole because of people's perceptions and marketing versus what it actually was, and I still think it is a good game wrapped around the shit of marketing just because the guy said he he's already apologized for all the things he said and really all i bet what, when he said ask, those things he part of him maybe believed it i don't know i'm not gonna defend you, him about it though i don't know but can i ask you just one final question i'll never okay. bring it up again well, how many hours of play time do you have in no man's sky i don't know a, 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 you could look on steam so? in like one second i don't have it on pc i have it on ps4 Oh, then you can't look. And Jesse, stop doing that. Hours what? of game time does not equal good game. There are there are games that are two hours long that are, are better than games I've spent thirty hours on. I know that's I'm not sorry. a was, measure of a good game. It was the it was just toted as the never ending game. That's why I'm saying like if you put if you put ten hours into a never ending game and that was all you needed out of it, like. But the reason I brought all of this up was just to say that speculation of games destroys games. Exactly, and that's what it did with No Man's Sky. And that's why people need to control their hype and speculation and not pre-order it's different and from not play a game. Because they were basing speculation on the good faith that they had in the developer who lied about it. It's, they weren't, that is true. It, it, that's, it's not yes, speculation. That's, that's if, true. But if the primary source that you're getting the information from is lying about it, then that's not really like it's speculation and hype. But it's supported by a primary source. Look at the back of the game box. Nowhere in the back of the box does it say it's a multiplayer online game. 
There were That's stickers that like, it was shipped with initially. People don't that. get the boxes until they have the game, though. I mean, I guess you could look up a picture of the box after somebody else bought it and posted a picture I'd like online. to see a sticker of a No Man's Sky box where it says, online multiplayer, one to a billion, or one to two players, or something. I've definitely seen a in, video of no a guy point, saying this game will have multiplayer. At no point did I ever believe it was a multiplayer game. I must have missed the interview on Jimmy Fallon or whatever when he said that. It was that. not on Jimmy Fallon. There, I, I it was at a late night talk show. To you. It was. It was during the press conferences. <laughs> no Man's it, Sky no, edition was, boxes have sticker covering online play icon, so it was shipped with the online play icon, but then the stickers were put on top of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, because that didn't <laughs> get included in the game. I don't know what your arg. I, I understand your argument here, but I just, I'm. Uh, it's about tempering that judgment. Wait until the game's out and then mm-hmm. try it for yourself. No pre-orders. No. Don't pre-orders. ever pre-order a game and don't. Get overhyped to a game to a point where you'll get super disappointed if it's not good. But I st- I, what I was saying is I'm really into speculating about games without getting overhyped. I don't know. I still. But think- I think you you do have a you have a beautiful mind in the sense that if if it doesn't come out and it's not it doesn't have every key feature that you expected it to have, you can still love the game. But there are a yeah. lot of people who are like, this isn't what I expected at all, and then get furious. That's part of the. That's like a, a giant part of the gaming culture, and it's like the one of the grossest parts is mm-hmm. the vitriol that occurs. Because oh man, imagine being on that team for No Man's Sky and like having your boss say that thing that you know is not going to be in the game, and like, I know, feel, feel, like feeling your myself. heart drop, <laughs> feeling your heart drop. Like we're not we're not going to be able to get that in the game, you boss. Watching watching that press conference and like seeing everything that happened is like watching an episode of. Uh, Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, uh, I'm, I'm just trying to say, I guess, a game is made by more than one person. I wouldn't judge it just because... It ah, takes a village. Anyway, let's get back on topic here. Rewind a little bit. I gotta chill out. <laughs> I'm all revved up. I still think No Man's Sky is a great let's, game. Let's rev up those fryers. It's a great game, but I think the vitriol. Granted, it, I, I will. I'll be the first to admit that the vitriol goes too far. I I can understand the frustration of gamers who you know with bull shots in the industry where things are rendered to a degree that the can final product doesn't. Did we pause? What? No, I'm asking if we can pause, because you and Derek keep saying the word vitriol, and I'm sorry, but I don't know what that means. Oh, yeah, vitriol just means, like, venomous <laughs> speech, you know, like, bitter, bitter, angry, salty people. You know? Okay, thank you. I know yes. I'm not the only one in the world who doesn't know what that means, so oh, that's so- why I would love the, <laughs> the Webster's Dictionary of what that is. Yeah, just salty <laughs> people, basically. So, like, yeah, it goes too far, but I just think that developers need to be honest and not release material that doesn't get delivered on, or if... that. If there's something that's not going to get delivered on in the shipped product, then they should be honest with the consumer and be like, hey, we said that this is going to be in it. It's not going to be in it, so just be aware of that before you buy it. Granted, they might lose sales because of that, but if you receive a product that is not congruent to what the developer was saying it was going to be and what you purchased it with the assumption that it was going to be included in the game, then I can see where you'd be pissed off. But the the thing, thing, my my point is games have been had instances like this happen for so long that we as game players need to be more aware of what we're purchasing. And that's part of the reason of like games coverage and the games media as a whole is to be watchdogs for this sort of shit. A lot of, in a lot of instances, 
we need to be smarter. We need, like we also IGN need to be smarter and, consumers. Yeah. But Game GameSpot and IGN and Polygon and all those what? good websites. Yeah. Um, we need to be smarter consumers and take things with a grain of salt. Everything that's said before a game's launched, you don't know anything before a game's out. That's why I just never pre-order. And day one, you're taking a risk. Wait till you hear you get a review. Wait till you get hear something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I feel like No Man's Sky suffered extremely, and still suffers like a horrible rep that it will never come back from. No Man's Sky will never come back from that. I just feel like there's a kernel of such a great idea in that game, and the improvements they've made to it are pretty cool. Um, and I am excited to come back to it at some point. As hard as a, of a hit time. as No Man's Sky took, who who was the announcer for that? The guy who was like leading the charge and like doing all the the talks? Because I think that guy's never coming back anywhere ever. Um, I mean, it's his developer, Hello Games, right? Is that Hello Games? Yeah, it was Sean Murphy or Murray. Or Sean, Sean Murray. Yeah, yeah Sean Murray. Murray. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be back with something. I think they're they're building back a little bit because their updates have been pretty rad for No Man's Sky. But we'll we'll talk about that some other time when I jump back into No Man's Sky and we actually talk about that. We took a huge right turn here. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, we did. I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't mean to go that okay. far off the rails. That was the Bethesda but... Bethesda conference. <laughs> yeah, broken promises. Anyway, <laughs> next <laughs> next up, uh, Wait, it was we were halfway Monday. through this too. <laughs> yeah, Monday afternoon. We had the PC Games Show, which happens every year, um, and it's always the most awkward and weirdest one, but I think this year it was actually pretty good. Uh, it usually goes up under everyone's radar, um, but... Those are year, the guys at PC Gamer, right? I'm not exactly sure. I think so. I, 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 I'm pretty sure, and all of those guys at PC Gamer are complete weirdos. Yeah. But yeah. in a good way. I kind of like that. In a very good way, yeah. yeah. I like PC They're gamer. enthusiasts. Yeah. Yeah, they're total enthusiasts. <laughs> so um, right off the bat, they announced a new expansion for XCOM 2 uh, called War of the Chosen, which does what a lot of other Firaxis uh, games do. It adds a bunch of content right into the game, into the main campaign. So uh, if you start up XCOM 2 War of the Chosen, you'll be playing the base game with all of the additions packed in. It's got, like a whole new, like, horde of zombies and stuff and, like, interesting gameplay mechanics and, like, uh, these enemy champions that will, like, hunt you down and you'll encounter them multiple times and they become, like, uh, really, like, story-focused, character-focused kind of things. In a game like XCOM, that sounds, like, um, really uh, really interesting. Um, I definitely recommend playing XCOM if, if you guys haven't played it. It's Firaxis makes some amazing games. Or the, I haven't yeah. played either of them, but I remember when you played the first one, probably the second one too, but you named all of your characters in your platoon like after us. Yes. You're like, yeah, Jesse, you were my shotgun guy. Yep, I was a shotgun yeah, boy. You, you did really well. Put it um, in work. I, I don't think you died, actually. I hope did I, I die? Yes, Brad, you were, you were my medic, and uh, you made it pretty far into the game, but you did, you did in fact perish. What this irony. This is like an the amazing like, Oregon Trail type Dude, play. yeah, that's you XCOM. You actually died of dysentery. So cool. <laughs> That's XCOM. Like, your dude will just get shot in the head, and it's like, oh, he's, he's dead. I can't res him. And then that's it. And then it's like, no, Chris, no! <laughs> I think, Chris, I think you were a sniper with me. My character was a sniper, too. Did I live? Yeah, uh, I think so. Nice. I don't remember. So you I don't remember. Brad was the only one who died? No, uh, a few <laughs> other people died. I think Ian's character died, and Elliot's character died. Um, anyways, let me look at what else we got here. 
Oh, yeah, they showed this uh, game called Ooblets, which is like um, Harvest Moon meets Animal Crossing meets Pokemon. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a recipe for disaster. <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of like Stardew, Stardew Valley plus Pokemon is 3D, and you grow crops in this field, or in your field, and they grow into little Pokemon. Like, you're growing Pokemon, basically, um, and they follow you around. It's a double fine game. It looks really cool. It's called Ooblets, O-O-B-L-E-T-S. It's got a really uh, cartoony art style. It looks nice. Um, then they showed a Battletech strategy game, a new Battletech game. It looks kind of like uh, the miniatures game, which is kind of cool. It's got like this, uh, it's turn-based, but it's in these really fully realized worlds. Um, it looks neat. I don't know. I don't have much to say about it. Um, then they showed some Mountain Blade Bannerlord, Mountain Blade 2, which I am so excited for because Mountain Blade was one of the most unique interesting fun little not little but uh like choose your own adventure kind of games i've ever played like uh open world kind of decide whatever you want to do like do you want to be a mercenary do you want to try and be like work for a specific kingdom or all that uh it it's fantastic i love mountain blade so much you like can build your army from scratch and uh banner lord looks looks great it looks like more mountain blade but it's graphically improved and uh i definitely suggest checking that out because it's it's a very unique game. I've never played any game like it. Not even close. Uh, the combat's all done with your like mouse movements to like how you're gonna slash your enemies and it's hard it's hard to describe. My arms around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then they showed off Total War Warhammer Two, um, the lizard men versus the high elves. They had this whole thing, uh, this whole battle they showed, which I'm I'm so excited for Warhammer Two, Total War. Um, they announced September 28th is when it's coming out. Um, it's gonna have four races. Didn't I've talked about this Warhammer a bit? Just come out pretty recently. Like it came, out the last, past... came out last year. That's pretty quick. They're making they're making a trilogy of games, and they can all combine and mix and match together. Um, so I have Total War Warhammer One. Any content that I have for it will be able to be imported into Total War Warhammer Two. I'll, it will combine the two game worlds together into one massive map with all the factions, and then. Same thing with Total War Warhammer 3. So once they're all out, you'll be able to create this sprawling, hyper-massive strategy game. Because the, the world of Total War Warhammer right now is, That's is massive. That's pretty huge. Yeah, yeah it it's massive. Big. Adding two more continents to that is going to be insane. And all the new armies, and uh, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I've actually been playing... Uh, War, Total War Warhammer lately as the chaos, but I'll uh, I can get into that like next week or something. Mm-hmm. Um, they did also announce that if you pre-order it after a certain point, they'll announce what it is, but if or who it is, but if you pre-order uh, Total War Warhammer two, you'll get content. You'll get a new race for Total War Warhammer one. But you won't I'm, pre-order it. I'm definitely kind of I'm de- I, well. I know what to expect from this. It's going to be more Total War Warhammer, so I'm definitely going to. <laughs> um, but I'm hoping it's the Skaven. Uh, because they've been rumored to be the race that's coming, the fourth race that they haven't announced yet for Total War Warhammer 2. Um, and they're like the rat people from Vermintide, and uh, they exist on both sides of the ocean, so I'd imagine you could use them in the other old world as well. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. Um, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. You can, they showed it's off vaulting. <laughs> it's coming to PC soon. Still in early access. Oh no, they showed off vaulting. Which I know is, seems kind of like a small, dumb thing, but... Wait, like you can vault over walls now? Yeah! You'll be able That's to climb. Cool. Yeah. 
You better like get on the roof, get on top of buildings. Rooftops. And shit. You know what yeah. I actually think they actually just added in the last patch was you can actually use crowd like uh, sprint while you're down. So like if you get downed by an enemy, you can like sprint crawl. Mm-hmm. But I think that was added to the new one. But yeah, they keep they keep adding new content. I mean, I guess I've only seen one major patch. There's only um, been like one major patch. The next one's coming very soon. But I it's hope gonna have there's still vaulting. a lot of things they need to patch up. It's a it's a brand new early access game. They got tons of stuff to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but there's going to be vaulting. There's going to be uh, there's going to be uh, new weather effects being added. Uh, so like different times of day. So like there'll be like a sunset and different weather. Two new maps they're working on. One in Peru, and it's like a desert, mm-hmm. and then one in the Adriatic Sea that's like a snow level. Which are like the two environments I really wanted. So yeah. that's really cool. There's a lot um, of people who play all the time wearing all white, praying for the snow levels. um and let me see what else did they announce trying to find my notes here um did you talk about lawbreakers they had some more gameplay (laughs) oh yeah lawbreakers they showed a little bit more of that um age of empires definitive that was the last thing yes i have i do have that one um Oh, they showed Killing Floor. That's what it was. Wait, a killing what? Floor, a Killing Floor special summer event, Killing Floor 2, um, that they showed a, a while of. And I was like, okay, it's like clowns and shit, so I'm super not into it. Um, but Didn't they do that with Killing Floor 1? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. They had an awesome Christmas one. Um, but yeah, clowns and shit all summer. I think that started already, actually. Um then they're like world exclusive first look Age of Empires Definitive Edition, which is a 4K version of Age of Empires, which I was like, okay, cool. And that's yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I mean, they've already come out with Age of Mythology HD, so I don't really know what else they need to do. But I guess 4K Age of Empires One is cool too. Um, <laughs> it looks nice. Um, they said they redid all the game's music and sound, so I don't know. Actually, some cool stuff out of there. Um, we're going to take another quick break. When we get back, I hope this will be the last third. Uh, we got Ubisoft, we got PlayStation, and we got Nintendo. And we've only uh, gone through like four so far. Four of seven. Only three more to go. <laughs> this I, hadn't, I had that argument about No Man's Sky, and that <laughs> took up valuable time. <laughs> we'll be back after this.
Welcome back to Games on Earth once more. Alright, so, Monday afternoon. Psh, what are we doing here? Yeah, I'm walking over here. We got Ubisoft. Hey, hey I'm, I'm walking here. Yeah. Hey, he's walking. Everybody, watch out. He's walking over there. So, Ubisoft comes out really, you know, heartfelt. Like, hey, welcome to Ubisoft. Hey, I'm Yves Guimont, uh, the, the uh, CEO of Ubisoft or whatever. And here's my good friend, Shigeru Miyamoto. <laughs> and we have guns. And they have, like, these laser cannons on their hands. And they're, like, holding them out and, like, like posing with them for, like, a solid 20 seconds, I'd say. It was a really weird moment uh, to start out the conference. And uh, it's to, it was to promote the Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Oh, God. Super, it's Mario and the Rabbids, the, the Raymond Rabbids, from the Raymond Rabbids games, with no Raymond, just Rayman, just Rabbit, <laughs> just Rayman, just Dabra. I can't do. I can't do Dabra. No, that's not a good Raymond either. Can anyone do a good? Hey Dabra, hey Dabra. That, no, that's both of brother. those were better. Uh, uh, uh. Our brother's tall. <laughs> an hour and, hey, an hour and hey, a half Ray. into this podcast, and we've all hey, reverted to Raymond impressions. <laughs> hey, Ray, I'm your brother. Ah, oh, dang it. Hey, Ray. Hey, Ray. Raymond. Are you hungry, Raymond? I can't believe we're You hungry, Raymond? You look like you need something to eat. Mama, are you? Hey, Raymond, I'm your dad. Shut up and shut up and eat my meatballs. I'm your dad, Raymond. I come over a lot. I don't give you any privacy. I'm your dad. Why you're my neighbor? So Ubisoft comes out and it's like, yo, Ivgimo and Shigeru Miyamoto are like, yo, check this out. It's Mario and Rabbids. You know what it is, folks? It's an XCOM game featuring Mario and Rabbids and it looks fucking awesome. I'm sorry. This is probably my biggest surprise of the whole show is how actually cool this game looks. Of, of every show or of just the Ubisoft show? Oh man! Like of the whole every conference out of everything, this is your big your big win. No, no, I didn't say no, big, big win. Surprise! I said big oh. surprise. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. Big win is something else. Well, I'll talk about it at the very end. But big biggest surprise is how much I thought this game would be the shittiest Shit. thing possibly imaginable. Imaginable, and it is actually it actually looks really interesting. Not because of the subject matter and what's shown. I don't like rabbits. I think they they remind me of minions, and I hate minions. Bullshit. They, even though they came out before. Rabbits minions. are the original minions. I know, I know. And minions ate their milkshake, drank their milkshake. I know that. They cracked open a cold one with the boys. I, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. It looks good. It's XCOM with fucking Mario people. It's a turn-based strategy RPG featuring Mario characters, and I really just hope I can get the rabbits out of my party as soon as possible and replace them with Luigi and Peach and Yoshi and Toad and have just, like, a nice Mario adventure where I just kill rabbits instead of worrying about <laughs> having them in my party at all. Um, it looks great. Then they showed Assassin's Creed Origins, and the way they showed it was, hey, we're over here playing Assassin's Creed Origins live. Assassin's Creed Origins live. It takes place in Egypt. 
and it like zoomed in. It was just two people outside playing on like a one a tiny little computer monitor, and the camera kind of zoomed in, and then they were like, "You'll see more after the show of a live stream of this game." And then they came back, and it was like weird. That wasn't like much of a showing of the gameplay. They had like a little video beforehand, but yeah, I don't. It's kind of like, hey, stick around for our whole show. Yeah. So and see this you game that you're this. so excited about because I know how much uh, ca- uh, social capital Assassin's Creed has right now. So we're just gonna kind of make you wait for it. And it's like that wasn't a good idea, guys. You shouldn't. Have, you should have just like shown some cool gameplay and shown us why this one's different. Because I'll just get into it right now. This Assassin's Creed it looks pretty interesting. It looks like they just like hey they got a bunch of Witcher and shoved it in Assassin's Creed. Uh, it's got leveling now. You actually level up. There's enemies have levels. There's equipment with different like qualities. Uh, I don't know, man. It just looks cool. You have a shield. I like having shields in games like that. Yeah, it could be really cool, but you're right. Just because it's called Assassin's Creed, I, I'm not excited for it. Like, I missed Ubisoft's conference, and I haven't seen the trailer. You missed it on I should purpose. probably watch it. But yeah, probably on purpose because like the Assassin's Creed brand just is burned out in my eyes. But I'm not saying this game is not going to be good. I haven't seen it. It but. looks to be a lot of Witcher in the Assassin's Creed. They mix, they pour, they got a little bit in like a. It's like uh, Professor Utonium accidentally. Yeah. Professor Utonium accidentally added an extra ingredient into the concoction. Witcher three, and then it like is pouring out and. Uh, <laughs> It create hopefully we're surprised and this game is is amazing and it's like wow I can't believe this game is so fucking cool that's my hope for Assassin's Creed Origins it takes place in ancient Egypt so there's no guns it's very there was a giant fucking snake like a monster like a dragon basically in so what? I was in Assassin's Creed Origins there's a snake dragon yeah there's a snake you should just watch the the preview for it um, I there's guess a snake so dragon. I missed something. Yeah, it's wild. I don't know what to think about it, because I'm like, man, I kind of thought this was a little ground. I know there were, like, precursor ancient alien things going on, but there's definitely, like, a snake monster here, too. After that, they showed, um... After that, they showed The Crew 2, uh, which looks like uh, another crew game. Yeah, is that Uh, just a racing game? Yeah, but this time, it's not just cars. It's, like, boats and planes and bikes and everything. And it's, like... I want a new Jet Moto. (laughs) <laughs> Unfortunately, that was not announced. Uh, then they announced uh, South Park, the fractured, bu- the fractured butthole, uh, for an October 17th release, which, I don't know, it looks okay. It looks fine. They didn't have Trey and Matt on stage like they did last year. It just seems weird. Um, seems like the game's been delayed a lot, but that's okay. Um, any, any thoughts about any of this stuff, guys? I agree with Brad that I feel like the Assassin's Creed... Uh franchise got a little played out for me like I, yeah. I i the thing is when i got through three i never played another one like i i started four i can't believe once, you didn't get maybe. into four that sucks i don't i don't think you, i ever saw you play four where, where there was more after four wasn't there like it didn't stop after four wasn't Dude, there no like, way yeah there, there's like unity there's like four and more like games older people's faces weren't loading and like that was unity and then there's yeah. syndic- there's uh, Unity and Syndicate. Well, I didn't play any of the last and three. Rogue, I guess. 
I didn't play any of the last four. You keep going, and I keep, I'll keep going higher. Lib- liberation. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-mm. You, I mean, you I kind didn't of play liberation. That was you, like a you ended up, one. You played. You stopped playing at the low, lowest point in the series. I stopped playing what? at the hard, hard end when it was like Desmond, and he's like, "This is what happens. This is the the final. Like, I just finished this trilogy. <laughs> you know, like." Yeah, Assassin's Creed Four is is really really good. I'm sure it still holds up to, the, to, to this that to this day blah, mm-hmm. really well. Um, I still recommend playing it, but maybe I don't have to anymore because of Skull and Bones, the game that Ubisoft announced, where it is basically the ship mechanics from Assassin's Creed. It's the same team. Uh, oh, U- really? It's Ubisoft Singapore. They are the ones who created the ship mechanics for Assassin's Creed 4, and now they have spun that out into its own game called Skull and Bones, which is a high flying pirate adventure with you and your friends and like you and your team it's what? very multiplayer focused um i like battles the sound of that. pvp giant pvp ship battles uh it looks great and it looks like there's some mysticism too there uh i think there's there's a kraken at the very end um it looks fantastic it, it looks like it's just it, a really good iteration on that uh water that boat combat from assassin's creed 4 that was so good um, I'm not even sure there's even anything but boats. I'm not even sure you can get off your boat in this game. But boats. Which, I don't but know. boats. But boats, whatever. That's okay with me, because the boat combat was so cool. Um, I'm going to sign up for beta. Yeah, it looks real good. Uh, they also showed this VR game called uh, Transference, which is uh, Elijah Wood VR. <gasps> it's just Elijah Wood in your head. It's, it's, <gasps> it's all brain-fucky. It's, like, super brain-fucky, and I think that's what it's going for. It's, like, I a like VR it. game. It's, like, are you in the real world, or what's reality? I'm Elijah Wood. Um, yeah, it's, it looks cool. It's called Transference. It, it's really weird. Um, then they had a little short thing for Just Dance 2018, which I'm sure will do really well for the Wii, because the Wii, I think, is the... <laughs> That's the platform for that. Yep, I think it's the the top selling game on the Wii for like ten years straight now, and I'm sure the Wii sells the most copies of it. Um, that was a super quick little showing thing. Then they showed a South Park Phone Destroyer, which is another South Park RPG coming to cell phones, um, and it looks I don't know, like a phone game but with South Park characters. I mean, graphically they don't have to do much, so hey, looks okay. The weird one of the weirdest things they showed was called Starlink Battle for Atlas, which is this star the spaceship battle game where you actually build it's a toys to life thing where you actually build the spaceship on top of your controller. There's like a, a stand you get on your controller, and then you'll build a spaceship on top of the controller and like attach different parts to like, oh you need missiles now, so take off the laser and put on a missile. And it looks super weird. I'm not sure I understand the reasoning for it. Besides, I mean, I guess it'll make them money, but it just seems like a nutty thing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a cool idea for kids because yeah. then they can take their toy with them when they're not playing the game. I guess. Yeah, that's true. It just depends on how many options there are I, for it. How I would play with this toy if I was a kid. Yeah. Man, I bet being a kid right now is pretty cool. Yeah. They got some crazy shit to play. I don't believe that for a second. I don't what? think kids kids have it rough nowadays with their fidget spinners and all that good stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um and then let me see. 
Oh, geez. I just found my second page of notes about the PC game conference. <laughs> time to go back in time. Sorry. No, I'll get to that later. Um, I want to finish Ubisoft. So they also showed an Olympics expansion for Steep, which is Steep Olympics. I don't know. Steep looked pretty cool. I kind of wish I would have played more of it when I had the chance. Um, it looks like a kind of game I might buy down the road at some point, like just to zone out and play, relax. Then they showed Far Cry 5, which was the game I was probably most excited to see and most disappointed coming away from seeing. Okay, the well, tone... I didn't see this, so I would love to know more about this. Okay, have you seen the, the preview stuff? I saw all it's the like preview setting... stuff, like the trailers, and then yep. I watched all of the... All like... the character mi- movies, where yeah, it's like, like setting the, the, movies, yeah, the where grim like, tone uh, yeah, of the game, and like how... W- woman's like, this used to be my family's bar, now, yeah. my, now my pa's gone, Well, guess now what? my pa's all... gone. All of that is out the window because it's just another yeehaw Far Cry game. Because those exact same characters are like, all right, yeah, I'm going to shoot him right in the face. Boom. Yeehaw. I'm going to blow them all up. <sighs> well, I got to see this. Oh, it killed the tone for me. It really pissed me off a little bit because they really showed it in those first trailers. They're building up a certain seriousness of the subject matter that I was so into. And then they just kind of threw it all out the window. And I was hoping for a more serious Far Cry, really, this time. What a they haven't had a good one since Far Cry 2, and I don't know. Finally, big surprise announcement. Beyond Good and Evil 2. Whew, it's a prequel taking place That's years and years before. I haven't heard Beyond Good and Evil. Time. Oh, my God. 15 years, I think, Beyond Good and Evil 1 came out. It yeah. It looks like so that. different. It's crazy. Um... So, Beyond Good and Evil 2 looks looks really cool. They just showed a trailer. I definitely recommend watching it. Jesse, watch this. Okay. It's really good. Um, they don't show gameplay right specifically, but they set the tone for the game, and uh, it looks like it's going to be really cool. And they've announced it's going to be like an exploration kind of game, which is weird. I don't know how to describe it. I feel like um, I need to start watching. Uh, I need to start opening up tabs of different... Uh logos that i should be watching or sorry not different logos sorry different uh games, games? things that i've missed like yeah, I've just go to any somewhere. gaming website and like look down like scroll down and look at all what just watch all the trailers because none of the games i've mentioned have been particularly bad and i think that's the best thing about this whole e3 so far uh i think chris and i chris we were having a conversation about this earlier um how nothing to me personally looked particularly bad um, yeah for the most part everything looks good like there was nothing that i saw where i was like oh that's gonna suck it seems like the quality was pretty high i mean i was pretty i was a little bummed about you know lack of starfield and some other stuff yeah I learned. but for the most part I, everything i saw seemed pretty quality yeah there wasn't i didn't roll my eyes too much there wasn't a lot of cringe happening yeah <sighs> so that wraps up ubisoft um, I want to quick get back to the, the PC game show real quick. Um, I wrote down here that they also showed uh, pretty much everything else they showed at Microsoft. They showed again at the PC game show as Microsoft games on the PC, games for Windows. Um, well, that's funny. I wonder why <laughs> they would do that. <laughs> <laughs> Bohemia Interactive showed off, the creator of Arma, showed off a new Minecrafty game called Wyland, or Islands, but it's spelled with a Y, so Y-L-A-N-D-S. This game looks really cool. Looks like a lot of fun. Looks like a, a, a fun game to play with friends. Um, where you're like open world exploring and building and crafting and stuff. 
Um, then uh, the Clay, the creators of Don't Starve, uh, showed off Alf showed off this game called Griffland, which is uh, it's kind of hard to describe. You might have to just look it up. It's kind of an RPG that's very illustrative and it looks really interesting and beautiful, um, and kind of almost like a adventure game RPG uh, with a very illustrative quality. It's called Griffland. Or um, Grifflands? I'm not sure. I think it's Grifflands. Um, yeah. It's I I I think isn't it supposed to be kind of like a comic saga type thing? Kind of like yeah, it's storytelling like, it's like an adventure like, game. Yeah, yeah, like Banner Saga storytelling kind of yeah. like narration and cool art two D artwork. Yes, but there is combat. Yeah, um, there is like RPG style combat. Um, then there is finally it's Wargroove. Wargroove uh, is the last thing they showed, or not the last thing they showed. One of the last things they showed, and that looks really cool. It is Fire Emblem or uh, Advance Wars. It's one of those games, and it has a campaign editor. You can build campaign maps and create levels in the, the campaign maps, link them to other levels, and then set a chain of links to create a whole campaign very quickly and easily. Uh, they, they, like, made one on stage. It was so cool. Um, and then it's, like, a turn-based tactics game. That's really interesting. Exciting. Yeah, it does look a lot like Fire Emblem or Advance Wars. <laughs> yeah, it looks just like them. All right, so that's Ubisoft. That's the rest of the, the PC game show. Let's get into PlayStation. Boom. Anyone want to Boom, take this away? Daddy. You want to take this away, Brad? Or, or anybody, honestly. Talk, but the only thing Kristen. I want to talk about is Skyrim VR because <laughs> I, if I, if they're going to release 100 Skyrims, this is the only one I fucking care about. <laughs> Skyrim VR? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Wait, is so is there the Skyrim iOS yet, or is that next year? <laughs> Damn it, Jesse. I, lay off all you want, man. You're just making... You're just the internet. Yeah. That's all you are. I this am the a fucking internet. negative Nancy. I don't... <laughs> I'm sorry. I could only look, play the first Skyrim. I can't play the, the next seven iterations of the same game. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's fine Well, you're missing you, out, man. Jesse. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. All right. I'm going to do a quick timeline Wait, here. Are you Unless... buying a VR headset, Brad? Yeah, I, I'm... I'm going to get a VR headset. I'm not sure if I'm getting the Vive yet or the PSVR. Shit, I just I sent to... you a deal on a Vive. You turned me down. You didn't want some, that. Some, some face That wasn't much from Vive. retail price. Yeah, also I it was only like 100 bucks $200 off. Dollars off? That's three quarters of the price. Isn't the Vive like seven? No, it's $800. Unless they dropped the they, price. I thought they had a price, Still. Had a price drop. I'm pretty sure. Regardless, Still, I don't know, Jesse, that was Still. before Skyrim and Fallout were announced. Yeah, that was before any VR of VR is totally viable now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is that, is that deal still around, Jesse? Um, <laughs> I'm certain it is. I don't know. I'm getting a PSVR because of what Sony showed at their press conference. I was kind of blown away. So they came out before the conference even started. We got NAC 2, which I know everyone here is really excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finally a sequel to Knack. We've all been waiting for it. Uh, Nino Kuni 2, which I'm actually kind of excited about. That looks pretty cool. This thing called Playlink, where um, it's kind of like Jackbox. You know how you use your phones? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Sony's going to start developing games using this PlayLink thing where you'll uh, make decisions as a group with your phones. Uh, there's a game coming out. I forgot what it's... It's, it's kind of like a Heavy Rain sort of thing um, where everyone plays... It's not Detroit, Become Human. I'll talk about that in a sec. But um, everyone kind of votes on the decision uh, using their phones, and the decision in the game is based on that, those choices. Um, and like stuff like that. Which seems interesting, and that's coming soon to the PlayStation. Um, they also announced uh, PSX is happening again this year, which I know is huge news, like or too unexpected, because that's become kind of a, a a normal thing. Like every December, they have the PlayStation Experience, which kind of made me wonder, like uh, how much they're holding back from E3 to show at PSX. I'm sure that's why they didn't show Last of Us Two um, or a few other things that they've already announced. Right. They started off with a weird band playing um, in the dark room with, like, sand falling. Or a wa- I think it was, like, a waterfall behind them. Yeah. yeah that was super cool, actually. <laughs> it was pretty cool looking. Yeah, it was visually stunning. Like, no words. No one said anything. And it went right into Uncharted The Lost Legacy, which is a spinoff game from the Uncharted series starring uh, Chloe and... Oh, I forgot the other girl's name. Two, it starts two female protagonists who are kind of at each other's throats. Uh, and I'm not really familiar with the Uncharted story, so I don't really know all what this is. Uh, Jesse, you played them all, so you might be more interested than, than I am in this. Um, but, uh, yeah, I remember they're they're the funny thing, they're both characters that are introduced throughout the series. Um, what was the name of it again? Uh, Uncharted The Lost Legacy. Um, and that yeah. looks cool. I mean, it looks it looks cool. It looks like an Uncharted game. Hey, um, then they showed da- a nice long gameplay uh, section. Days Gone. Yeah, Days Chloe, Gone. It was Chloe oh. and Nadine. Nadine. Okay. Now I, the I was, funny thing is, I don't think Nadine is actually from the uh, original four series, um, but Chloe is in. I believe she's in the third one. I don't I know if she's Nadine, in the Nadine's one. in the second one. I'm pretty sure Nadine's in the game. Hmm. Maybe it's Uncharted been too two. long since I've played them, even though I played all three. Yeah, I played, you, did played two, three, and four in like a week. Um, I, thought, I definitely thought Nadine, because Nadine is Claudia Black does the voice, and that's how I knew. Never mind, she's in Stargate, so anyway. Oh yeah, Nadine <laughs> Ross, yeah, she is in, um, she's in four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, Days Gone, they showed extended gameplay of that, it looks good. Zombie game, I don't know. Kind of don't care a lot about it. It look this was a better showing than last year, I thought. Last year showed off like the zombie, like the flood of zombies thing. This year kind of showed off like the the actual world and like getting around, and that looked kind of cool. I'm just so over zombies. Did this game do anything for you guys? I, I liked uh, when I watched it at last year's E3. I thought it looked interesting, um, and I didn't watch it for this year's E3. Brad, what about you? Did you... Anything, Chris? Ab- about Sony? About Days Gone. Oh, Days Gone? Nothing. Nothing, really. It looked like a really cool type of gameplay. Like, story-wise, it pits you against humans. Yeah. <laughs> like, other humans. Like... Like every zombie game In ever. a very brutal, brutal way, though. Yeah. Like... Oh, um, yeah. Like, like they, he, like, set up a bear trap and then, like, had the guy... 
walk into it, and then all the other people and he, went over there to like investigate, and they're like, "Shut up, shut up, stop yelling, stop yelling." And the guys yelling from being locked in the bear trap called a zombie horde over to them. And then they started shooting the zombie horde, and that called more zombies to them. And the whole time, like, the player characters just, like, the main characters just, like, sneaking away. And it was just like, oh, shit. Like, that, yeah. that's kind of cool, like, the way that that works dynamically. I'm just wondering how easy that makes the game. If you can just, like, that simply get rid of, like, eight bad guys. I don't know. It, it seems interesting. Like, take your time. Yeah. You could make the game easier for yourself. Um, after Days Gone uh, was my game of the show. The thing I'm most excited about from this whole E3. Monster Hunter World. I knew you'd love that. Dude, I was freaking the fuck out when I saw Monster Hunter World. <laughs> this is the first Monster Hunter game for the PlayStation. In like 10 years. In, in like a lo- Yeah. Yeah, in I think a decade or so. Last time I played a Monster Hunter on the PlayStation was I was in high school. Um, so Was that the last time there was a Monster Hunter on the PlayStation? That was released in America. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because like 2 had all the, was on PlayStation 2, but that never made it. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And then the only other console Monster Hunter that I really played was Monster Hunter Tri. Or was it Monster Hunter Ultimate? Tri- 3 Ultimate? I don't uh, know. Tri was on the Wii. And then Tri was on the Wii. Ultimate was Wii U. Okay, 3 Ultimate. That's the last one I played. Which is a lot of fun. I love that game. But, man, I don't know. I I always want... I was like, oh, why the Wii U? Why not the main consoles? These consoles can do so much more. And I feel like that's what we're yeah. getting... That's what we're, like the biggest innovations that have been coming out from Monster Hunter have been on the handhelds, really, uh, and like with like the climb anywhere thing that happened in that uh, uh, what was that Generations or what was the one before that? Uh, I don't remember. Tyler, do you remember which like, one that was? Four Ultimate was yeah. Four Generations. Okay, I never played Generations or Four Ultimate, um, but I am so excited for this one. I'm so excited to get back on the console and play a real Monster Hunter game, like a full new tech 3D slick looking massive world Monster Hunter game. And there's like a group. What was that? Oh, I'd be okay with like none of the grappling hook stuff. If I just had Monster Hunter on a console that wasn't Nintendo. (laughs) Well, that's what you got. (laughs) Grappling hook stuff is just a bonus. (laughs) Cause yeah, you you like Cause like he's he jumps on the back of like a Tyrannosaurus thing, starts slashing it. It bucks and bucks the character off, but he pulls himself back. He, in midair, he had grappled onto the the T Rex, and he like yanks himself back onto the T Rex with the grappling hook. And then another like a Rathlos or something, or so, uh, one of the dragon monsters yeah, the comes. Rathalos. Rathalos, yeah, Rathalos comes and like starts attacking the T Rex. And the character jumps off and then, like, just starts swinging away. It is so cool. I am so excited for this game and to be playing it with my friends and, like, I don't know, skinning monsters and, like, building armor out of their particular monster parts. And, uh, like, getting a sword and looking at the sword and being like, yeah, I got this from Lagiacris or whatever. Lagiaceris or I forgot how to pronounce it. I like the environment's more important. Yeah. Like he, uh, he bucks the guy into a tree. Yeah. And it damages the player, but then the tree falls. The tree and the falls. The dinosaur is caught in the vines. Oh, it's so awesome. Man, I, I am so ready for this game. 
Uh, so yeah, that's my game of the show. That's the thing I'm most excited about. Uh, after that, they came out Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. A demo is out now. You can play it right now. A really jarring tone piece that they did about like the storyline of Marvel vs. Capcom, which I thought was super weird uh, and seemed like out of place. Like having Chun-Li talking to uh, Miss Marvel and Iron Man and... I don't even know who else. I don't know if Iron Man was even there, but regardless, like Nova and like Marvel characters interacting with Capcom characters in a really weird way. Uh, it seemed like it reminded me of Subspace Emissary from Super Smash Brothers Brawl uh, because it just seems so. It seemed like such a weird mashup. Um, after that, they showed Call of Duty World War Two. Uh, What's that about? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I look. I, they they panned out to the audience quite a bit during the show, and after that trailer, there was like barely a barely like a surprised or happy response <laughs> from any. Most people were kind of laughing. Chris, what do you think? Was, of, what do you think of Call of Duty World War Two? I I haven't heard your your take on the Call of Duty. So you you seem to like uh, Infinite Warfare, right? Yeah, it was good. I I. Didn't really like the multiplayer experience, but I felt like the campaign was pretty fun. I mean, it, it came with my PS4, so I was just like, oh, I'll play it. And I was, I was pleasantly surprised by it. I guess, you know, I shouldn't say surprised. It was just like a AAA shooter. You know, it kind of had that whole feel to it. But um, as far as Call of Duty World War Two goes, I'm excited to see them kind of return to that in a current gen console because it seems like they've been kind of stuck in the modern warfare uh, sort of vein of things or advanced warfare vein of things. And mm-hmm. what was the last one? World at War? Was that the last World War II one? I that think was so. Like, that was like that 2010. Was, so that's yeah. a better part of a decade ago. So. Yeah, wow. That was a long time ago, yeah. yeah. And then they just started going further and further into the future. <laughs> After that was uh, God of War, which kind of looked like more of the same from last year. Dad of War. Yeah, Dad of War. Looks Do we good. have any dates on any of this shit yet? I'm sick of seeing the I don't same know. E3 titles. I don't early, early 2018 on, on Dad of War. Yeah, That's I, what I, they I said. They didn't have a specific date, but I'm guessing sometime in the first quarter. It's just it's weird that, that it means. seems like a lot of the E3 shit that we've seen already, they're just rehashing again this year. Yeah, and then... Oh, it was all new gameplay. None of that stuff had been shown before. Well, not that, though. I'm just saying, like, it, oh. I figured that, you know... I know. I, I guess I, my thing is like, if they're gonna tease it, I would I would hope that it would be out like within a year after they tease it. Yeah. You know? uh, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Plays. Uh, Sony seems to move pretty slow compared to a lot of its competitors and getting games out and stuff. But I, I kind of I, I I like that they show them at least. I don't know. They showed more in this one. They showed gameplay. They showed like the battle system and how intense. It looks good visually. It looks intense and cool. Um, yeah. Still not sure what to think of it yet, but. Uh, I'm sure it'll be good. I've liked the other games. This trailer was a lot more tonally God of War than the last one was. The last one seemed a lot more, like, somber and cool and uh, chilled out. This one seemed a lot more, like, he he certainly cut that dude right in half and then tore his body apart, uh, very God of War style. Um, But there was, like, a little bit of humanity there. Does he still have his boy with him? Oh, yeah, the boy stays. Oh, that's good. I thought Um, it looked good. I watched... I watched yeah. the trailer, and like you said, it had some of that God of War level of violence. But at the same time, you know, the camera angle was different, and it yeah. seemed like the design was a little bit more grounded in reality. Definitely. I thought, it looked, I thought it looked sweet. It, 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 kinda, like, it gave me Skyrim vibes, just as, in terms of, like, 
the snowy environment and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, after that, Shadow of the Colossus. Chris, you want to take yes. this away? Yeah, man. So this came totally out of left field for me. I did not expect it at all. And I, I actually wasn't watching the press conference at the time, and I, I had a friend on Facebook who messaged me about it, and he was like, dude, you're going to shit out your heart. And I did, because <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, and it looks gorgeous. And I, I got, like, emotional. I was like, I didn't expect this, but I didn't – I've always wanted a remake, and I'm so glad that's happening on – this console because I feel like it will do a lot of justice to the visuals and also that game was really pushing the limitations of the system that it came out on and it'll be really interesting to see what a current generation console can do as far as rendering the environment. So it is a remake though it's not a new like story. No. It's a remake. It's a re-remake. Yeah Yeah, but it's not an HD Brad and I were talking about this at work today and he wasn't positive on all the details that's um, I, was... I think it's like it's not just like a re. It seems like a complete overhaul and like re, right? Re-engineering or something. Up. I don't know. A lot of yeah. people are speculating that they might add some of the dropped colossi because there were finished colossi with environments that you can actually visit in the game that are just blank. Um, yeah. Which which made it fun. Like you could explore and everything. And there are these areas that like had no purpose other than to just be there and fill the world. But um, lizards. Yeah, and you could go find lizards and fruit and you could increase your health and grip. Cut off their tails <laughs> and eat their tails to gain stamina. Yeah, man. But um, some people are speculating that they might bring some of those colossi into the game because the system would allow for it this time around. So I'd be excited to see that. But even if it's just a remake, I, I'm stoked to revisit that world in like glorious 4K or whatever. So. <laughs> Definitely. So, yeah, obviously, I'm super excited about it. I hope that they, I'm assuming this will be the case, but I hope that they get the rights to the same soundtrack, um, because that's another thing that kind of made the game for me. Actually, I I showed Derek this this trailer. It was a remake of the trailer, but with um, some music from the first game in it, and it, like, made it ten times better for me, because I love that soundtrack so much, and, yeah, I think it's going to be great, so... After that, they went into their B- P- uh, PSVR block, which was just a s- game after game after game coming to PSVR. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna blast through them real quick. Brad already mentioned Skyrim VR looks great. Uh, you're notching arrows and attacking, and Skyrim seems like the right kind of game to work in VR. All of the DLC, as well. Oh yeah, of course. I, I well I, I I wouldn't imagine yeah. that I, I, that would be really weird if they didn't do that. Um, yeah. Star Child VR, um, it's like this 2D side-scrolling kind of thing, but VR styles. I'm not sure how to describe it exactly. Um, Monsters of the Deep, which is a Final Fantasy uh, fishing game, Final Fantasy yeah. for Final Fantasy oh 15, God. which looks weird as fuck. Uh, it's like kind of eye roll. Yeah, like it's kind of an eye roll game. It's like a camping simulator for Final Fantasy 15. Um, Bravo Squad. Uh, which is like just a, sh- it's basically like shooting game VR, like, but it's actually like a first person shooter. So I don't know. Um, seemed like a normal ass, like the most basic generic VR game you I, could ever imagine. I think that my, okay. I didn't see any movement and I think it's another one of those shooting range style VR things where you actually like 
aren't actually moving. You're just on a platform shooting. Ah, I see. Huh. So, I, yeah, because there was no actual move movement. Was there not? I thought there was. No, nope, there was. Wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it's going to be like a cover-based huh. thing where you, like, go from cover to cover, like oh. teleporting or something. Yeah. Who knows? Well, uh, they also showed this game called Moss, which is probably one of the mo- more interesting ones. Uh, there's like this little, it kind of reminds me of Redwall. There's like this little mouse, yeah. mouse dude with a sword who like sneaks around and you're like, you play as like a, a forest god. You kind of look like the forest god from Princess Mononoke, like in the, in the spirit form. The Akudama. Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, it looks, looks cool. And you like help out this little rat warrior through, uh, mazes and puzzles and fights and stuff. Um. There's this horror game, I think it is, called The Impatient. Impatient? Impatient? About this, like, doctor dude. I don't really know much about that. Um, but, yeah, and a f- I think a few more that I didn't write down. But that, there's a bunch of games coming out for PSVR. It's, it's crazy uh, how much they showed. And it kind of, after seeing them, I was like, and especially after, like, the Skyrim VR and, like, some of the ex- other experiences coming to PSVR, I was like... I think this thing's actually, like, going to be a viable console. They said they have over a million sold now, or three million. I forget what they said. They have millions of PSVR headsets sold, which is million, which is a lot more than I'm the Vive and the Oculus. I'm starting to see in stock in stores now, which is crazy to see. I just went through a yeah. Target yesterday and started, like, saw a pile of them. Oh, good. Um, I'm sure they're ramping up production, too. Uh, because demand's probably going to start going up because there's going to be actual experiences for it and people are going to have... Skyrim VR is easily, like, that's going to get them a lot of sales on that. It's kind of selling me on it. Um, just having something to pop in and play in VR for more than... Something that's not a mini game. Yeah. Sounds great. Um, then they showed Detroit Become Human, which is the new game from the makers of Heavy Rain. I forgot uh, the name of their studio. Oh. I don't know. It looks cool. Like a lot of decision-based gameplay, um, like consequences of your actions, quick time events, that kind of shit. Uh, Change the whole storyline. Then they showed some more Destiny Two, which I feel like we've all had our fill of Destiny Two from a few weeks ago when they like announced everything. You know the funny thing is, I haven't seen more of the... any of those trailers yet. Yeah, you should watch them. They're good. Um, got me excited for Destiny Two. It looks looks like a cool game. If I have time for it, I'd probably play it. But. Uh, and then, finally, to end the whole thing, they showed Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man game. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Does whatever spider can. It looks really good. I'm really excited. It, it, look, it does. It looks damn good. It looks like, like I was kind of like, wow. Like, he's, he's swinging around like the, the old Spider-Man games used to be. Look, Remember look Spider-Man 2? Man, that game was good. Ultimate Spider-Man for the original Xbox. Oh, it's so good. And then they just How do started I shot making web. And then they started making shit Spider games, Spider-Man games. Spider games. <laughs> but this game looks really good and it's a PlayStation exclusive. Actually, a, a good deal of the games I've mentioned were all complete exclusives to the PlayStation. Uncharted Lost Legacy. Oh, I forgot. I skipped something. Horizon Zero Dawn expansion. Yes, I was going to bring that up too because it looks Crazy! It's the Banook! Amazing! It's the, yeah, it's the one the thing I said that I wanted to see more of in Horizon Zero Dawn, and I was kind of disappointed I didn't see a lot more of, is the Banook tribes. The, I thought they were, like, the, culturally the most interesting part of the entire game. 
and yet they're barely featured in the game itself um, compared to the Karja and, like, the Nora and the Azrim. But the Banuk, you actually go up to the frozen wastes and there's, like, a volcano and some shit's going down. And I don't know. I'm really excited. Could you play some more Horizon Zero Dawn, guys? I would definitely play more. I could more. totally. Oh, my God. Best game of the year. <laughs> One of the reasons that I did not sell my copy already. <laughs> oh, geez. All right. That pretty much covers uh, Sony. PlayStation. Yep. Uh, do you want to, We got one more left. We got all we got is Nintendo. You think we can make it yeah, through? Yeah, we definitely got to do break? that one because it's got one of, one of my favorite games coming through there, and I know one of Tyler's favorite games. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Is it the fourth of those favorite games? It is yeah. the fourth. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. It's actually, it's not that. You know what it is? It's Skyrim for the Nintendo Switch. Yes! <laughs> Fucking finally! God damn! <laughs> Alright. Let's push through. Final section. Nintendo. Nintendogs. A brand new Nintendogs. I wish. <laughs> so, Nintendo started off by immediately announcing Rocket League is coming to the Switch with mm-hmm. cross-network play. Mm-hmm. So and if you're so playing the Xbox as well, right? Uh, but the switch, the, the switch will be able to. Yes, the switch will be able to play with uh, PC and Xbox players um, mm-hmm. in Rocket League and cross cross play over the internet, and that's really exciting. I think that might get me back into Rocket League because that seems like a great game to just sit in my bed and play for that's a while, true. like play around before bed, and it's like so simple to play. Like boom. Just pop boom, in. Boom, I just want around. Boom. Boom, I just want around. Funny thing is, now, boom, if we tried to play, boom, I wonder if we just get our asses handed to us. Because every now and again, I'm just like, you know, online, I'll see a GIF, and it's like, oh, I just did the coolest move ever. And I just see GIF after GIF after GIF of these people doing these insane things. I'm, I'm sure like, that's I'm what would happen. Chris, exactly. what, what, like, what would you so think? I outdated. Having Rocket League in your pocket. That'd be pocket. very... That would pocket Rocket League. my ability to, to be productive in my adult life. <laughs> <laughs> It would be really cool. I mean, it's a great game. You could just for go it. to McDonald's, connect to their Wi Fi, and play Rocket League, or like, you know, go to wherever that has Wi Fi, or just tether it to your phone and then yeah, just man, play Rocket would, League. That would be awesome. I mean, <laughs> I, I hope I get to try it at some point. I don't know if I'm ever going to pick up a Switch, but it's it sounds perfect for it. I mean, yeah, it sounds like a good fit. Um, they also showed a quick trailer for Arms, which is coming out this week. Uh, and Splatoon 2, which is coming out uh, next month. Uh, then they went right into... Uh, then, well, then Reggie fils did like this weird prophetic thing. I, I wrote it down in my notes, but I left those notes at work. Um, I have some notes here, but that he just said some interesting, weird things about exploring the mind and the world. It was... I don't know. It was really weird. A weird moment, but of course, because it's Nintendo, and they do... Reggie always says weird shit. Um, they showed a nice long trailer for Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which I'm very excited for. It seems like a return to form uh, after the shit show, in my opinion, that was Xenoblade Chronicles X. Uh, that goddamn game, such a disappointment. This looks like it's coming back to the grand fantasy of Xenoblade. They talked about Pokken after that, and then Game Freak. This is probably the biggest news, I think, to come out with Nintendo. Uh, Jesse, you might disagree with this directly maybe but because of because of the other thing that was announced but 
po- they've announced that there is a core Pokemon game RPG core Pokemon game coming to the Nintendo Switch. This will be the first time in 20 years that a Pokemon game is coming to a mainline console and not on a handheld. That's exciting. That's really exciting. I can't wait. That's insane. But uh, after playing the newest one, um, the, we skipped over our normal form of of the episode just because we're doing the special E3 episode, but I actually got to play quite a bit of uh, Pokemon Sun over yeah. my vacation. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Pokemon Sun changed the Pokemon world already. Oh, so I'm totally. curious what the, how Pokemon's going to feel, you know? No, like not Pokemon. Not, this isn't Pokemon. Pokemon Tournament is a completely different game. Oh. Pokemon Tournament so, is a fighting game. This okay. new one, this, this, this is a completely different game. Pokemon Tournament's coming out this summer, I think. Yeah. This new core Pokemon game is going to be a full RPG, like, all, like the Game Boy game, like, like Sun and Moon style. It's going to be the 8th gen uh, yeah. of Pokemon. It's going to be, uh, yeah, a huge, I'm hoping it's a huge 3D world. It's, I've been dreaming about a Pokemon game, full 3D, uh, my whole Every life. Day. Like, ever since I started playing Pokemon, ever, back in the N64 days, I remember hearing about Pokemon Stadium and being like, oh, my God, a full 3D Pokemon game? Oh, my God, I can't wait. And then being like, okay, this is okay. Um, yeah, so a new Pokemon game is coming to the Switch, the first on a con- mainline console. So that's, I think that's super exciting and the biggest news to come out. The other big news, Jesse, take it away. Uh, well, I haven't seen any videos of it because I actually saw the info of it while I was browsing the internet recently, so I have not watched a single video of it, um, but Metroid Prime 4 has been announced for the Nintendo Switch, uh, and actually, if I let anybody take it away, it'd be Tyler. I haven't seen a video of it. Oh, shit, okay, well, none of us know anything. Yeah, I just well, know that guess the whole what? Metroid Prime there is trilogy no video. was amazing. There is no video of it. It's only been announced. <laughs> that's all it has been. Well, there you go. Well, that's then all of you know all of the information that we know. You know. <laughs> but something interesting you might like, uh, if you like the other Metroid games, they did announce a 3DS Metroid game called uh, Metroid. Uh, I think it's called Samus's Return, Return of Samus, or something. It's it's Metroid Two. It's another Metroid Two remake. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. Still have that basically. On Metroid Two, but have I, a map. I downloaded that after I heard that they were making a 3D one, and I was like, you know what? I still need to play that, and so I got a hold of it, and it's really good. Ooh, I can't wait to hear about that. I was actually thinking about downloading that today when I heard they were making the 3D one as well. Which one? Another Metroid 2 remake? Yeah. It's legit. It's really, really good. I've heard it's so good. And no wonder they got the DMCA. Like, they were making a 2D Metroid already. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Of course Nintendo will DMCA that shit. Although they are kind of litig- litigious anyway. Regardless, they also detailed the Legend of Zelda uh, DLC for Breath of the Wild. Um, it looks like the first batch of DLC will be like the Heroes Trials. It looks really cool. They kind of look like the shrines. Like they, it looks like a enclosed area, a large, a large area, but um, with various like combat trials that span uh, a long distance. Almost, it almost reminds me of those levels in, like, Super Mario Galaxy, like, where they're just levels in a void. Um, and this seems like challenges uh, for Link to go through. And um, they're adding a bunch of new masks and new uh, equipment you can get. 
there and then for the second DLC, oh yeah, they're also adding like a hard mode in the first DLC. In the second DLC, it's I think it's going to be a prequel um, about their adventures of like the hero team fighting Ganon a hundred years ago, um, which seems kind of cool. So, would that bring you back to the game, Jesse? Uh, I don't know. I thought about it. I brought it with me up north when I went camping, and I eat. It's funny because a lot of the people who have played it, you included, they kind of waited to beat the game as the last last thing they've done. Like, you haven't beaten the game yet, have you? Nope. Still getting uh, shrines. Exactly. Um, and then uh, another I, friend I play, of... I play, it, I play it, like, once every, like, three days and, like, do a shrine and then stop. Yep. And uh, another friend of mine who actually got the game, he played the game nonstop, probably put over 100 hours into it, um, and he didn't beat the game until the day before Persona 5 came out, because he was like, I'm going to wait to beat this, because I know once I beat it, I'm not really going to want to pick it back up again, and I want to have it done before Persona 5 comes out. So for (laughs) me, it was the same thing. I kind of, like, I beat it, and so going back and trying to play more of it just feels weird, you know? It's... Huh. It's like I know there's so much content I have not touched. Like I could put Yeah, I was like telling you about like ter- Terry Terrytown and Yeah, like, like I didn't do any of the Terrytown stuff. Like I still I haven't gotten all the equipment. I haven't done all the shrines. I've only gotten I don't even have a hundred of the the seeds, you know, the That's crazy to seeds. me. That's bonkers. A yeah. hundred is so oh god. <laughs> I don't even yeah, I don't I don't even have one hundred of the nine hundred. I've got oh like god. I don't know. So, anyway. like I said, for I yeah, like me, I could see myself going back maybe if there's more content, um, like more storyline. But yeah, that'll be coming out this holiday. So, new story stuff. So, and then finally, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Oh, <laughs> we already man. talked about this, didn't we? Yeah, the, that they announced some more. They just showed some more gameplay of it. But actually, finally. Uh, they showed off a bunch of Super Mario Odyssey. And, guys, that game looks bonkers. It looks like the craziest, weirdest Mario game that's ever been made. You are literally throwing... Mario throws his hat, whose name is Cappy. It's a new character. And then possesses whatever the hat lands on. Whether it be a taxi cab, a Goomba, a T-Rex, a Tronosaurus Rex... Or the real life human, real human sized humans of New Donk City. It's horrifying. (laughs) It's existential horror at its greatest. And you should definitely watch the the trailer for it because, yeah, like I said, it's, 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 there's something extremely unsettling about Mario being able to throw his cap onto a, a, a businessman in the city and then inhabit his mind and take over his body. Um, But Mario also inhabits, like, electricity and then can shoot through electric wires and a taxi cab, like I said before. And, like I said also before, a Tyrannosaurus Rex is there and you can get inside that and Goombas and Bullet Bills and it's it's fucking bonkers. Every world has its own currency for some reason because I guess that makes sense. Like, the developer was like... Get your shit together, Derek. Of course that makes sense. (laughs) So you need to, like, collect local currency and then buy certain equipment to, like, fit in. In the preview, they showed, like, him buying, like, a sombrero and uh, and uh, poncho to, like, get into this club. 
and you're actually like equipping Mario with things. You're actually using your coins to buy things now in a Mario game. <laughs> and when you die, you lose coins instead of like continues. Not all your yes. coins, just like some of them. It's really weird. I don't know. I hope man. they mix it and they make it like a Sonic game where when you get hit, you jump and coins fly <laughs> out of you. And you gotta pick back up more. Oh, you don't want to get hit while you're not holding any coins. Man, I've lost my voice. I've been talking way too much. I've already told you what my favorite thing about E3 is. That's everything. That's that's we just went through literally everything they've shown pretty much. Oh yeah, they also showed Superstar Sagas coming out again, Mario and Luigi. Um Oh shit! They showed a few, super hot for PSVR, which I'm really excited for. Derek, um, you know, even oh, when cool. you finish, you're still gonna have missed something. Undertale for PS4. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I think I'm done. I think I'm, that's all I have in me. What are your? Let's go around the room here, uh, starting with uh, Bradley. What was your favorite thing? Uh, my favorite thing, and it's a boring favorite thing, but I just can't wait to sit around the campfire in VR and just be in Skyrim. I think that's like, I've been waiting for VR to arrive, and I think Skyrim is one of those games for me that it doesn't matter how many times I've played it, just experiencing it in VR I think will be truly like a new level of gaming experience for me i think modding that might alter your brain in a bad way but we'll we'll, we'll see what when we'll cross that bridge when we get <laughs> to it have modded vr skyrim you'd be paying all the you're gonna ass. take off you're gonna take off you're gonna take off the the vr helmet and be like man everyone's boobs and butts are so tiny <laughs> i wish the boobs and butts in the real world could be adjusted <laughs> You're going to walk around and you're like, where are your sliders? <laughs> this <laughs> UNB sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, what is it? Uh, Tilda, um, what, Tilda Swinton. Uh, turn off TGM. clipping or whatever. Oh, TCL. TCL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just fly away. <laughs> no, you fall into scale. Earth. Well, you're like, oh, this is taking... Scale. <laughs> this is taking too long, set time scale, too. <laughs> you're going to... Uh. You're He's gonna the one. Put dog meat in there. That's the okay. So that's the only reason why I'm thinking about the Vive is because I personally I've played Elder Scrolls games on consoles and PC, and I I love the PC the freedom to tweak the game so much more than you can on the console. But that's the only reason why I think I would get the Vive. But the PS. 4 VR has a good selling system. I'm going to do a lot of long walks on the PSVR, and that's okay with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Jesse, what about you? Um, mine currently, my problem, all right, I'm going to say Anthem. Yeah, Anthem. That's, mm. that's a good choice. That looks great. Holy shit. That's that's my number two. Yeah, that's probably my number two. My as number well. two would be uh, Metroid Prime Four. Yeah, Tyler, what about you? Monster Hunter. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That means yeah, Monster Hunter gets two number one votes. That means it's the best game of the show. Uh, Chris, finish this off. <laughs> Boy, I wonder what I'm gonna choose. <laughs> uh, Shadow of Classes for sure. Um, they also did show some Ace Combat Seven footage. So yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. About that, yeah. Talk about that. Like that. That 
was there anything? Was it much new stuff? I, I um, watched it myself, so I'm just saying it for the audience. But there wasn't really anything new. What they did say is that the VR is going to be a select group of missions that are not the campaign's missions, and so the yeah. VR is like a separate mini campaign, as That's opposed weird. to being able to play the full game campaign in VR, which I, I'm a little bummed about. I kind of the expectation that I had set in my mind was that oh, I get to play this campaign through in VR, but that's not going to be the case. But at the same time, it's a nice combat game coming out yeah. on a modern system with clouds. So <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty stoked I'm, I'm wondering it. if maybe, like, just playing it in VR, it just, it's too intense to, like, do what the later levels of main campaign would require. Yeah, uh, basically, they without, said... Without, like, going oh, sick. Oh, I'm sorry. Foam. Jesus. Um, <laughs> the, oh, jeez! The, the graphic... <laughs> They, they said the graphical Start fidelity over. on VR is going to be quite a bit less. I don't know how much less, but I mean they've shown they've shown footage of the VR and it looks yeah. fine, but it's just yeah. less than what the main campaign is going to be. Totally. Yeah, Derek, what about you? I've already said it. Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter is his oh. big boy. Monster Hunter Anthem's close second. Um, they both look like fantastic games. Uh, I'm. I want to be excited for that new Assassin's Creed. I guess we'll wait and see. I'm actually also excited to hear what else Nintendo has has coming out. Because Nintendo, they announced two games after their stream. Uh, And they said they're going to be announcing more as the days go on. Which is like, fuck, that's cool, Nintendo. I'll I'll keep paying attention to you. Because you're not just going to throw it all out there like everyone else. Like They announced Metroid, the 3DS game, and the uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga plus Bowser Minions, which is the other game they announced, uh, after, well after the, their main uh, Nintendo Direct, Direct thing. So I'm hoping they announce Smash for Switch. Do you, Even do you think it, it's going to be the original Smash, or do you think it's going to be a new Smash? Do you think I, they're going to just re-release Smash like they did with, uh, you yes, think it will be? With, like, Mario, yeah. I think it will be, yeah. And I'm, I'm completely okay with that. I don't think enough people played the Wii U Smash Brothers game. Um, if they re-release it like they did with the Mario Kart and they release all of the uh, DLC characters as part of the main They'll definitely package. do that. They'll def- if they're going to do it, they'll do it that way. Because that's, that's a good package. There's like yeah. five new characters there and tons of new maps. And it's, it's pretty solid. Those new characters are also really cool. I bought all of them. So, um, man, yeah. I would love to be able to play Smash on the Switch. It just seems like a no-brainer. You'd love point. to smash on the Switch. I'd love to just smash on that Switch. Um, all right, yeah, that's our Games on Earth E3 coverage. Uh, my voice is dead. I'm 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 hot as fuck because I've had the AC off, and it's really hot here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, yeah, that wraps it up. Any last thoughts, any everybody? Mm, no, I think uh, for me, I'm all set. Good. Next week, I'll I'll talk about all the games I played while I was on vacation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, and next week, Derek, you'll eat your hat. Yeah, Derek, I'm excited for next week. It'll be a good one. Why will I eat my hat? Oh, d- tune in next week to find out. Yeah, find out why Derek's going to eat a hat. Okay. We'll see. Um, <laughs> we'll oh, see uh, about that. What, what do you guys think of the E3, by the way? I just I, I wanted to bring that up. We we talked. I I just blasted. We blasted through everything that was shown, every little thing. But like, overall, what did you guys think? Like, good, bad. The only part of the three that I saw was the shit that I saw at your house, and I would not have watched any of it if I hadn't seen what it what was at your house. 
not. Is that not just your interest level in E3 in general, or is that? Yeah, just... that's my interest level in E3 <laughs> in general. All right, thanks, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. No, after hearing all these games, though, like, what do you think? Are you just? I'm excited, but I I get excited and then discouraged because I'm like, oh my god, that game sounds awesome. And I want to play it now. E3 and you're like, wait, wait, wait. They're still talking about that game. Why is that game actually not out by now? <laughs> and then the game actually comes out, and then I don't even know about it. I'm like, holy shit, that game actually came out. They talked about it the past three E3s, and I forgot <laughs> about it. Yeah. <sighs> well, I thought it was a good E3. I, I thought so too. I'm not bummed out. I'm not like sad about or like super disappointed in anything particularly. Um, uh, I I'm. I wish certain things would have been shown. I, w- I kind of just wish for a Bethesda RPG, but whatever. That's okay. That's like the only thing that the only thing that kind of bummed me out. But otherwise, I feel like everything else was like all good things, like all solid good things. Even yeah. even if we're not seeing them for a while. And the thing is, there's tons of games that weren't even talked about this year at E3 at all. Red Dead Redemption Two, Last of Us Two, uh, uh, Death Stranding. Um, uh, there's Final a lot. Fantasy Fourteen, Stormblood. Sure, Stormblood. Whatever. Um, things to look forward to and uh, check out. So, yeah. This has been Games on Earth. Thank you so much to Kyle Lanstra for the intro-outro music. We could never do this without you, Kyle. <laughs> We're going to wrap this up the way we always wrap it up nowadays. Uh, Tyler Mirez, could you explain to me the story of Metroid Prime? Oh, man. <laughs> All of them? Go. Yeah, just start uh, from the beginning. Metroid Prime. Do your best. Place immediately as fast as you can. The of Metroid 1, and you're stopping the space pirates from mining Phazon, which is some radiation energy business that they're mining out of some planet. Then they expose it to Metroids, and nothing but happens from there. All the rest there, of the games going. are you just gotta shit. You gotta keep going. You gotta keep going more and more. <laughs> so, uh, two, there's basically one to the past. What's you three? Suit and get a new suit, and then you use that suit to beat the space pirates and get your old suit back. <laughs> you have a lot of friends that do it on Metroid Three. Their their main innovation in that was voice acting for three of the characters. Okay. And you killed them immediately after they started talking. So what? Last. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Metroid Prime Three. That's, oh. you got it. That's it. Then you beat Yikes. Dark Samus for finally, but mm. she'll probably be back in four. Don't worry. <laughs>